welcome to Out of This World Radio with your host, Ted Marr, broadcasting today with the help of my good friends, Don and Doug, out of uh, Houston, Texas, on BBS Radio 1. And I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. The purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together, we can and will make this planet a much better place. With today's show, we've reached new records of 2.6 billion listeners uh, on the planet, representing approximately 26 to 27 percent of the planet's surface population, um, and uh, another 2.4 million people uh, living, uh, listening off-planet as well through the Galactic Alliance. And with that note, I especially want to thank my, my dear friend, Plidian Abrahalosaurus, and the uh, Galactic Alliance, as well as the Arcturians, the Syrians, um, and the Andromedans, and, and all the benevolence uh, races now listening to today's show. They're fascinated about what's going on here on the planet. Because um, uh, what, what goes on here affects the rest of this solar system, all 40 planets in this solar system, not just eight or nine. But if you count all, all the other dimensions, just about 40 planets, as well as um, the rest of this, um, this universe. There are actually seven, uh, seven different universes. Earth is, is in its own universe here. Um, back about six months ago, my Plutean friends took me in a shuttle to the edge of this universe and I looked out and they showed me the other um, universes out in beyond this universe here. The rest of them, uh, the other six universes were like eggshells and they were uh, surrounded by a band of white light. You couldn't cross that line, but it was fascinating, just fascinating to watch. There's an old Star Trek episode back from the 1960s. You may want to look during the first edition of it where they talked about uh, Spock and, and, um, and uh, uh, William Shatner um, go to the edge of this universe. And they actually look to see what's there. And there's, dark, there's, there's nothing there. But what's interesting, the Pleiadians have actually measured the dimensions of this universe. And what's fascinating, it's, it's uh, what is it? It's 10 to the um, 17th square root um, at, with another square root beyond that of 236. So you got to wrap that your mind around that. It goes on for virtually infinity. But um, I'm so glad you're here today. We're going to have a fantastic show. Um, I'll be having on my good friend Abigail coming in from uh, from Canada, and within about uh, 20 minutes, talking about what's going on up there. A lot of the issues uh, affecting Canada now are also affecting here in the United States. We'll also be talking about the sound of freedom and child trafficking. That's a very troubling issue. Um, but uh, people are waking up as to what's going on. Um, there was a, a case recently in Los Angeles during the last couple of weeks where four detectives were br brutally uh, tortured and dismembered by tra child traffickers. Um, and I hope that the people that did this to them uh, will be caught. Um, they wanted um, they, they were investigating a what they say in the newspapers, a well-known Hollywood film producer who was thick in the middle of child trafficking. Again, I hope they bring these people to justice. That's absolutely no excuse for that kind of thing. And uh, so um, anyway, um, I wanted to tell everyone um, I recently um, went to uh, Mount Shasta, had a fantastic time. Two people had their eyesight restored. Two people had their hearing restored. Another person was allergic to various plastics and um, uh, citrus fruits. That was completely uh, healed. And it's just a, an amazing, beautiful place. Um, the um, Actually, the Telosians and Adama, the spiritual head of, of Telos, has helped me write, write a book along with my good friend, Plodian Admahalosaurus, on how we might structure human society on planet Earth after we shift into the fifth dimension. 
That process should be done within the next couple of years. And actually, we should be shifting into the fifth dimension by the end of this year. As, as vibrations go higher and higher, negative entities, negative spirits will not be able to stay here because Mother Earth doesn't want them around anymore. Um, they've done enough damage. Uh, she is ascending into the fifth dimension. And as President Kennedy told me year before last, Try to take as many people as you can with you and, and leave no neighbor behind. The purpose of this show is to raise consciousness and make this world a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together, we can and will make this world a better place. Um, coming up this coming week on August 6th and 9th are the anniversaries of the tragic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in Japan. And in Seattle, <clears throat> they have a, uh, a ceremony where they celebrate pre peace. Um, in commemoration for the, of those bombings um, on August uh, 6th, um, they'll be having that in Green Lake Park from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. I usually go um, every year. It's a fantastic, uh, fantastic event. And what they do is that they they make up these beautiful rice paper little little flotations. They send out in the lake with candlelight and they do prayers for world peace. Isn't that beautiful? They also have um, uh, similar um, uh, 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 events in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. On August 6th um, in Japan and August 9th to commemorate both Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And um, I wish them well. Um, I'm not in Japan right now, but it would be would be great to go there. I have gone to Japan before to for peace ceremonies uh, to um, celebrate peace on Hiroshima and Nagasaki days. But um, if you are in Seattle, I urge you to to go there. Um, I've invited the organizers. Usually every year I invite the organizers for these for these uh, peace events on my show, and they should be uh, hopefully be coming on my show uh, uh, next Saturday. The um, it's an amazing time to be alive, isn't it? Uh, the planet is shifting into the fifth dimension. This process should be completed by the end of this year, and as it's completed, negative entities um, um, will not be allowed to stay here any longer on the surface. That means the reptilians. The reptilians are leaving now. Most of them are gone. There are some left, but most of them are going. Negative, uh, negative individuals, people who don't want to be part of this new earth and uh, who, who love war and fighting and conflict, they're leaving the planet as well. And at the end of the day, we should have a planet um, pretty much made up of people who want to make this world a better place. Um, and um, I'm so happy. I started this radio show 10 years ago. I didn't know a thing about radio, except I loved listening to the radio. My dad always used to listen to the radio. And my angels uh, told me to start a radio show and start writing books. So that's what I've been doing <laughs> since that time for the past 10 years. Um, I've come out with a couple, a couple of different books. Um, the most recent one is called Journey to the Other Side. It's a book about talking to angels and um, benevolent beings on the other side, as well as benevolent extraterrestrials. If you'd like a copy, the cost is just $20. And you can go to my website at www.outofthisworldreadings.com, where you can find out more information about it as well. I also um, uh, sell uh, tuning forks, love tuning forks. Um, the frequency of love is 528 hertz. And um, I sell these beautiful uh, love tuning forks. And when you hit a Lemurian crystal from Mount Shasta on one of these tuning forks, your vibration rises, you feel a lot better, and you spread love everywhere because it's 528, which is the frequency of love. If you'd like one of those, please just go to my website at um, www.outofthisworldreadings.com and you can order one there. I also have a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to talk to spirits and talk to benevolent extraterrestrials. 
Um, they are here to help us. And many, if not most of us are from the Pleiades. Um, but we're represented, our, we're, we've, we've got people on this planet from all across the galaxy, whether you realize it or not. There are people from here, from the, from the Andromedans, uh, from, the, uh, from Sirius B, uh, from the Arcturans, um, from all kinds of places in this universe. And, and often people have had many lives in different galaxies and different universes as well. We've got negative entities here as well as the, as well as the, uh, the reptilians and the grays. And so this planet is considered a true melting pot. <laughs> you think the U.S. is a melting pot. Well, if it, when you learn about the galaxies beyond this planet, you realize what an amazing place Earth is. Um, and at the end of the day, my galactic friends tell me that um, when, we, when we go through this transition process, and finally ascend into the um, fifth dimensions, we will realize um, other civilizations and other planets beyond this planet will all realize um, and how uh, species can learn to live, races can learn to live together because we will be truly living in peace and harmony, not only with positive um, extraterrestrials and, and humans, but also negative extraterrestrials and negative humans as well. So this is an amazing thing. Um, the Earth is a very special planet. It's a it's a free will planet, and because it's a free will planet, the positive extraterrestrials are uh, limited by cosmic law. And yes, there is cosmic law um, regarding what they can do. On a week ago, on my show a week ago, I had actually a full discussion with Vicky from Cosmic Awareness Organization in Olympia, Washington, on what those cosmic laws are. There's quite a few of them, and they are codified. Believe it or not. For you lawyer types out there, um, there are cosmic laws, and um, we went over them uh, a week ago, but uh, there are cosmic laws that the Pleiadians and other beneficial extraterrestrials have to follow, and one of them is that they cannot, absolutely cannot interfere with our free will. Now, for the negative extraterrestrials like the reptilians and the greys, they don't care about cosmic law. They pretty much do whatever they want to do. But there's there's comic consequences for them as well. And they will be banished from this planet, never to return. And um, and I'm looking forward to that day when when humans on this planet are finally free and we have the ability to determine our own destiny and our our own future. Um, I've talked about this before. I had Matthias Di Stefano, a wonderful young man on my show a week ago, talking about the um, ancient history of Atlantis. And one of the things you have to realize about Atlantis is that we've been through this before. Many of the spirits on planet Earth right now have been through Atlantis. They were part of the destruction of that once beautiful civilization. And um, God, or the supreme being, the creator, has given them the opportunity to come back to this planet again and relive their lives and hopefully make better choices. Uh, George Bush Sr. was also in Atlantis. Um, he was one of the leaders that helped destroy that civilization back 12,500 years ago. But however, when he came back, he did become president of the United States. Unfortunately, all he talked about was the new world order and destroying the planet again. So he hasn't learned his lesson. And he's gone off to a Earth-like planet on the other side of this solar system. It's in the same orbital path as this planet here, but it's, it's, he'll be there for at least 25,800 years or one Mayan Katun cycle. Now, to me, that's 25,800 years is a long time, right? Well, to some people, maybe not. 
But um, uh, every 25,800 years, there's, there's an ascension cycle, and we're right in the middle of it now. There's actually three, actually three ascension cycles happening right now. There's the Mayan Katun cycles, which occur every 25,800 years, or the time it takes for this planet in this solar system to go around the Milky Way galaxy, um, it takes that long. There's a second cycle of every uh, 2,000 years, and it's no accident, for example, that Jesus walked on here on the planet 2,000 years ago. And there's a third ascension cycle uh, happening once every 100 years. And 100 years ago in the United States and many other countries, that was called the Roaring Twenties, where there's a lot of, of um, blossoming of, of, of art and literature and new ideas, progressive ideas. And so we are right in the middle of all three trends. Now, if you miss this boat, if you miss this train, if you miss this opportunity to ascend, and if you simply don't want to create a beautiful new planet for you and your children and children's children and future generations, that's fine. Because this is a free will planet, you're given the opportunity to choose what you want. And if you want to stick with the old ways of fighting and war and, and conflict, that's your choice. Except that if you want to do it again, it's going to be tens of thousands of years before you're given another opportunity to do so. Um, that's one of the reasons why President Kennedy told me two years ago to, quote, leave no neighbor behind. Try to take as many people as possible on this journey right now, because if you miss this boat, you're going to have to wait a while before the next train comes by. <laughs> Eventually it will. Um, bad entities, uh, negative individuals, that their energy is never destroyed uh, in God's universe, except under limited circumstances under cosmic law. Most of the time, they're simply given another chance. So Adolf Hitler now. Uh, we'll be giving another chance on the other side of the solar system to uh, create a better planet, as will Stalin, Mao Zedong. All of these corrupt political leaders in the from the past will be given an opportunity to rectify their mistakes and create a, a better world. It's an amazing time, really. And we've done this um, uh, many, many, many times, my friends. But I'm excited. Um, I know that we have a beautiful, bright future ahead of us, and that's what... Um, that's what everything that my angels told me in my book, Messages from the Masters, which I published a couple of years ago. I still have copies available if, you, if you'd like a copy. In that book, um, I talk about messages from John F. Kennedy, Nostradamus, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, Nikolai Tesla, um, uh, Dr. Masuro Moto, and many other great spirits on our beautiful, bright future. And everything that they told me in that book, I published it back in 2017 and 18, has come true because they can all time travel when you're in the fifth dimension you can time travel very easily um it's one of the things i do teach in my in my spiritual mentoring program i teach people how to read minds remote view and time travel and recently i did do some time traveling i was curious to see what was in store for humanity on this planet and let me grab my notes um, and i'll share a few things with you i had help uh, from a fantastic psychic who i work with frequently um, and uh, we we did some um, we did some uh, projections into the future. And um, as far as the um, I've talked before um, about the problems with the shot program and how it's affecting people and how a lot of people have died from the shots or and or are disabled. Um, and um, the Pleiadians have been helping as much as they can. Um, they've been bombarding this planet since November 2018 with tremendous amounts of love and light and positive energy. And that's been helping people wake up and change their consciousness for the ascension and also to heal as well. 
And what I'm going to share with you now is basically a worst case scenario. Um, and I think it is people for, it is possible for people to heal themselves, to open their eyes to the future and create a much better and happier planet. So what I'm going to share with you now from what I saw as a time traveler recently, uh, did some remote viewing into the future is, uh, what could happen. Not necessarily that it will happen, but it could happen if we don't, if we don't keep working on ascension. I have every, confidence and every and big faith in humanity that we're all going to make the right choices and make this world a better place. So these these predictions are ne not necessarily written in stone. When I'm up aboard the my uh, 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 the Fladeen mothership um, uh, with Admiral Halosaurus, they have what's called a wisdom room. And in the wisdom room, it's a screen that comes down from the ceiling. You sit in this wonderful leather leather couch like chair and then you interact. A screen pops up. And then you can go anywhere. It's a time machine screen. And you can go anywhere in the past, present, or future in this dimension or other dimensions um, in this universe or other universes. So it's really wide open what you want to do. When you go into the past, you're looking at, at things that have already occurred. And so the accuracy rate is 100%, no problem. And then when you look at things in the present, uh, the accuracy rate is also very, very high. However, when you go into the future, there's always a uh, element of change because this is, after all, a free will planet and people do change their minds. They go out to dinner. They may have a cup of coffee. They may have um, they may have a drink. They may have tea. They may have just water. So you just don't know. But based upon current um, current trends and current information, when you look into the future, um, you, you may or may not be 100 percent correct. You may be only 80 percent, 90 percent. And the further out you go, let's say you go out five, if you go out tomorrow and look into the future, you're probably about 90, 95% correct in your predictions and what you see. However, if you go out five years, you may only be 70% correct because people's minds change all the time or 10 years or even 100 years. There are some, there are some primary trends in the future. I've talked to Nostradamus about this as well. It's like the major tributaries of a, of a river like the Mississippi in the United States where there's a main path and that main path is following. So what I'm going to say next to share with you is um, I'm trying not make, I'm giving you all this information because um, some of these things are not very pleasant, but we can change it with our right choices. Uh, with respect to the U.S. Uh, federal government, we're looking at in two years, a collapse of approximately 38%. And that's because of the population reductions from the JAB program. It doesn't have to happen if people heal themselves, become more spiritual and make the right choices. Uh, with respect to the US military, we're looking at a 60% collapse in two years. Um, the Chinese military is very interesting. In terms of population, a zero collapse, but they have so many clones that we're looking at over Perhaps 70 to 80 percent of their fighting force will be uh, will be will pass away because most of the soldiers in the CCP military are um, are uh, are clones. Um, I have uh, uh, my friend here for the Canada Corner. I'm going to bring her in and then I'll finish up my predictions here. Let me bring her in here. Um, the Russian military is facing a 52 percent collapse in two years under current trends. Um, let me see what else. There's quite a bit here. Um, the heavy handedness of the United States government, as we've experienced in this country in recent years, 
will mostly be a, a thing of the past. And what um, what Nostradamus has said, has told me, and he started telling me this several years ago, is that um, government in the future will become a lot smaller because people will find the God within them and know how to act and make the right decisions. And because of that, um, we will not need a large military or police style uh, state um, uh, heavy handed government in the United States or any other country. There will be a government, but they will regulate relations between um, humanity on this planet and positive and extraterrestrials coming in. Um, are you there, my friend? Can you hear me okay? Let me see if I can get get her to unmute here. Oh, there we go. I'm there here. You go. Hey, hey, Abigail, how are you doing there? Very good. Thanks. How are you today? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I haven't had my usual 10 gallons of coffee, but I'm, I'm getting by on one cup of coffee. So um, I feel normal. <laughs> so, um, but I just want to wrap up quickly for my preface, what I just said on these predictions. Um, this is sort of a worst case scenario. And I have every confidence in humanity to make the right choices. And Nostradamus, for example, back in the late 80s, came out with a series of books with Dolores Cannon called Conversations with Nostradamus. And in those books, he he predicted that we would shift into the fifth dimension by uh, the year 2038. Well, the year now is 2023, and we are 15 years ahead of schedule, and we're shifting into the fifth dimension. So all good things are possible, and I want people to remain to be uh, positive and upbeat and um, happy for the future because we do have a really bright and beautiful future ahead of us. But we have to make the right choices and we have a responsibility, not only for ourselves, but also our, um, also our, uh, our, our, this generation and many future generations to come. Anyway, Abigail, hi, how are, it's so nice to hear your voice to do it. How are you doing there? Oh, I'm good too. I was able to stretch before this call, so I'm feeling a little bit more uh in in sync in balance uh -huh. oh good okay well you you sound normal um which is always good and um <laughs> oh, it's good well there's there's all kinds of stuff happening up in up in canada where you are and this is the the, the new part of the program i'm having called the canada corner and um, my good friend Abigail will be on on a regular basis. We'll discuss briefly things going on. Um, tell us a little bit about the fires going on. I know they were a tremendous problem here um, during the last couple of months. What's, what's happening now? Is a new fire spreading or what, what's going on? Um, well, I, I just want to jump to the, uh, the, the name of the segment, uh, Canada, uh, Canada's corner or corner Canada. Um, I was at a meeting with a, um, constitutional lawyer this week and, um, they have a funder, uh, ironically from China who actually sees Canada being in worse shape than China, if, if that's even possible, wow. um, and the primary difference is that the whole push um, for the LGBTQ, et cetera, is not present in China, but the rest of the factors are there. So um, very interesting. So I'm looking forward to being part of the regular chat and just giving you what I see what that's happening here. But back to your question about the fires. Mm -hmm. um, what we're seeing now, we, we have continuous um chemtrail spring just like everyone else does right um we're now in a period where it's cooled off rather quickly and we're having a lot of rain but along with that we're we're having that chemical smell i'm in uh, the province of alberta and there are mornings where i i smell plastic 
this is not normal. Wow. Okay. Wow. And the official news on the wildfires that were in the province of Quebec that spread to the United States is that it was dry lightning, 142 uh-huh. fires started at different locations on the same day, pretty much at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's, but it that's was totally normal. That's <laughs> totally normal. What are, are you, a conspiracy theorist or something? I mean. <laughs> oh, so we've had areas that were successfully <laughs> able to douse their fires in northern Canada, uh, primarily the province of uh, the Northwest Territories. Uh, the fires have returned and they've closed down roads. And, you know, it's a whole domino. Roads get closed. Trucks that bring in food can't bring in flu- food. They airlift the food. That extra cost is passed on to the consumer. You know, it, we're hearing this everywhere, but I'm I'm hearing it and seeing it here as well. Right. Well, that's too bad. That's too bad. Well, we prayed for rain the last time a couple of months ago, and it did it did have a great effect in bringing in all kinds of rain across Alberta and British Columbia and Nova Scotia as well. So let's um, let's pray for a rainy day in Canada. Okay, let's do that. Let's put our hands on our hearts, um, Abigail, and everyone listening today. I want everyone to visualize tons of rain coming then in through Alberta, British Columbia, Nova Scotia, Quebec, anywhere where they need it to bring in the rain. Um, the, the white light is always stronger than the dark. God is stronger than, than the dark forces. And we can, if we can do that now, I know we'll have a good effect. Actually, I did this a couple of years ago for Australia and they had, when they were having their fires and we were able to put out the fire. So let's do that now. And just a moment of, of silence and just pray for rain and, and visualize rain coming in across British Columbia, Alberta, Nova Scotia, Quebec, and any other, and Ontario and any other province that may need help. Um, because we know that the Trudeau government doesn't care about its people and they'll let the, they'll let the country burn like Biden doesn't care about the U.S. But let's, let's um, visualize rain coming in through the Canada, Canada province now to put out the fires. I see some clouds forming, Abigail. <laughs> well, that's great. That's <laughs> wonderful. I want everyone to, throughout this this weekend and through the week to to do the same every day. Well, please continue, my friend. Tell me more. Um, you know, one interesting thing about you know the whole climate scare and and even rain. I saw some footage out of uh, northeastern Quebec, where um, apparently some water main was hit and all of a sudden the community was three to four feet in water and you know I think what people will think is you know either we're having fires or we're being flooded I mean this was obviously something else but also interesting that a whole community would flood after a water main was hit you know again something that doesn't make sense that's the biggest takeaway for the last handful of years is sit back and think is this logical and a lot of the times it's not um, a little bit of good news uh, yesterday uh, in Alberta. Now, this is the very first premier in Canada to denounce human trafficking and actually acknowledge that there is a problem. Um, she has, this is Danielle Smith. Uh, she's reaching out to community partners and she's already set aside three to four to three to four million dollars to take action against human um, trafficking. And, you know, a lot of people may think, you know, this is politics, it's lip service. 
but it's a big start to acknowledge. Right. Right. It's a horrific problem. And I urge everyone to, to do uh, see the movie Sound of Freedom. Um, I saw it um, last week and it was fantastic. What an amazing documentary. It's all true, based on a true story, too. And um, uh, I can't see how anybody in their right mind can treat little children like that and um, young adults um, as, as objects to be trafficked and made money off of. Um, but um, I think it's a big worldwide problem, obviously. And so it'll be nice to see which premieres uh, step up and then which ones are quiet because then you all of a sudden you, you get you get a bigger picture of, of what's happening or you see more of that puzzle or picture coming to life. So uh, that's when people, you know, and I think that's what a lot of people have thought would be the final straw is, you know, you go after the children and now people are going to be awake and uh, let's, let's hope, let's hope so. Yeah, let's, let's hope so. Let's, let's hope so. Um, your fabulous prime minister Trudeau um, uh, recently took off all the regulations for GMO foods so that now Canadian consumers don't know what they're buying. Uh, has there much been much blowback on that, by the way? You know, not a lot of blowback. I think what makes this period of time a little bit more unique is that uh, in the past, we'd have things happen and it would be one at a time. People could react to it. They would get task force, forces together. They would uh, start writing letters to the members of parliament, uh, to anyone involved, and they would cause a ruckus. And then mm-hmm. there'd be a bit of backing down. Mm-hmm. But today, there are so many issues you know, right. so many burning issues that have severe impact that and people, um, they're not themselves, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they're not. And I mean, yes, is the vaccine part of it? The mRNA uh, jab? Yes. Right. yes. It, it, I mean, it, it right now, until it's proven otherwise, it, it seems to be a factor. And of course, um, people that are still lacking funds um, because they were, you know, not working for most of 2020. That has had long-reaching impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in Canada, the stat is that 52, and this is three weeks old, and it was produced by MNP. So it's a group of accountants. I believe it's a North American-wide company. They've mm-hmm. said 52% of Canadians are $200 away from not meeting their monthly bills. Oh, so, you're kidding. Oh, my gosh. So wow. that's another factor. You know, people are so busy. Maybe they're picking up second jobs right. or stressing. So they're not thinking clearly. And again, multiple issues. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Wow. Wow. I know things at times are tough here in the United States, too. And um, um, the um, uh, other countries um, that didn't take the jab program are doing quite well. Mexico, for example, that never had a jab program. And they have like a 1% um, rate for the jab for the whole country. Um, their Mexican peso has gone ex- ex- um, appreciated 25% against the U.S. dollar since January. And so um, if you are an American or um, people outside of the United, uh, uh, elsewhere outside of Mexico and you're thinking about going, I urge you to check out Mexico. It's a great country. People truly have freedom there. They've got their problems. Every country in the world has their problems. But a lot of people like Mexico because they do give people a lot of freedom. And it's, it's very reflective now in the industries there. Um, and the economy is doing fantastic, far better than the United States. And some, um, some, some economists have predicted 
that the standard of living in Mexico will exceed the United States standard of living within the next eight to 10 years if this trend continues, and Canada as well. Wow, wow. You know, another example of, you know, how things are, and maybe a bit of um, a soft landing for what's to come, is uh, yesterday was the first day that... um, Workers across Canada that didn't meet a threshold received something called the Canada's Workers Benefit. Mm-hmm. So this is for families that are, are making families and singles making less than a certain dollar amount per year. And so there's there's so many examples where you know like there's that you know there's that carrot and then it right. becomes a dependency when in actual fact um, you know you you're kind of getting back the money that you've given in your taxes. So it's kind of, it's insulting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So why do you need government in the first place? (laughs) Oh my goodness. And I thought today I could talk about bill C 47. And so that has a little bit to do with food and, and primarily, um, primarily the regulation of the health food industry. Okay, yeah, go, go ahead and explain that to um, to people down here south of the border who don't know what C-47 means. Sure, sure. And just um, a little bit of history before I go into this regulation bill. Uh, prior to 20, or pardon me, prior to 2004, nothing in Canada was regulated as far as uh, nutritional supplementation or even... Um, for instance, a healthcare professional saying, you know, you really should be eating uh, more meat. And that's maybe where you're going to get more iron, you know, kind of general broad statements like that about nutrition. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was yeah, 2004. And then slowly, um, rules started uh, to creep in. Um, But what we need to and I'm I'm referring to um, a gentleman by the name of Sean Buckley, he's a lawyer, Mm-hmm. Um, 29 year veteran, uh, has represented a, a lot of people in cases such as this. Uh, he gives an example in one of his recent talks where you're 14 times more likely to hit, be hit by lightning than to be, um, than any, or hit, hit and killed by lightning than any natural health product. So really, oh, that's amazing. That's funny. 14, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what he yeah. did was he did an access to uh, information request. And so that's you basically apply to the government. You say, provide me with everything in the in the database on adverse re- reactions related to healthcare products. Mm-hmm. So they came back and they said since 1965, when the base was created to now, zero have resulted in deaths. So it's not to say that someone didn't overdose in a, you know, um, a supplement, maybe a a mineral supplement at some point in time, but none that has been reported by a medical professional. So it's ultra safe. Right. Right. Um, And so we saw in uh, the late 90s, and then again, in 2008, certain rules coming in to put companies at a disadvantage to providing supplementation and people were pushing back and writing and, and this, the, this body, uh, this arm of the government back down. So that brings us to present day, this bill C 47. So um, it's health Canada wanting to regulate all products. And um, 
I'll, I'll maybe give a, a better explanation and I'll give some examples too, because I think your listeners are going to see a pattern and maybe it hasn't appeared in their countries yet, but it will. Okay. Um, yeah, well, they've tried to do that here in the States too with the FDA, which is totally corrupt and bought by Monsanto and Bayer. I mean, there's a revolving door. It's a well-known revolving door, uh, Abigail, between uh, the executives of Pfizer um, and, and Monsanto, and they go, they go right into the FDA, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So the regulated gets, gets to be run by the regulators, and there's, there's no difference between the two. And that's why the decisions often are so bad. Yeah, it's it definitely a, a fox in the hen house uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Um, so this... And I think you find that in many countries, not only the United States and Canada, but many, many other countries. Oh, um, I have to share with you an interesting um, uh, little bit of a uh, bit of the future that was seen. Uh, in remote viewing, um, and that's that the United States and Canada will be merged into one country. It'll, it'll, it's, it's actually, people don't talk about it, but it's starting to happen now, and um, the process will be completed in about eight years. Um, You'll start seeing really uh, very overt kinds of things about it in five years. So I'm not so sure whether people would be very happy with Trudeau down here, and I'm not so sure people would be happy with Joe Biden in Canada, but uh, hopefully those those idiots will be gone soon. Um, yes. <laughs> so anyway. Yes. Well, I think the union of the United States and Canada, um, I mean, it's not going to be welcomed by everyone, but anyone who's a progressive and logical thinker will understand. And there's a group that's formed called uh, the 51st state mm. and so it's Canadians um, primarily in the West who mm. are really pushing to become part of the U S and, and, mm. you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, I I've thought about this and I can, I can say that that's one open border that I would support. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's great. Me, me too. My grandmother was Canadian and I mean, um, we're like brothers and sisters, children of the same mother, uh, so to speak. But uh, one thing that, that I think people should be aware of, um, um, and that's um, there's a large group of beer drinkers in both countries. Oh, my. And Ca- Canada, this is an important issue, um, but uh, Canada has 5.2 beer and America has 2.9 or 3.2, which oh, the, the Canadians God. consider like, like water. And so in any kind of merge between the two countries, I think the Canadian beer should win out, personally. That's just my own opinion. But um, anyway, that's something to be careful of so oh my goodness <laughs> yeah, that's true like yeah don't don't mess with the beer yeah right yeah well you know the <laughs> um, old saying um you know in heaven there ain't no beer that's why we drink it here so anyway that's just an important uh, uh philosophical uh, lesson for people to remember but at any rate i'm sure there's going to be a lot of changes you know so yeah and and, and this new bill for us is um it involves the imposing of fees, stricter regulations, essentially price cr- increases for everyone doing business uh-huh. or purchasing the pro- product. It also mm-hmm. includes taking those newly um, imposed fees and applying it to an inf- law enforcement arm to impose the stricter regulations. So it's one of these insult to injury scenarios. We want to get off this wheel and fast. And also fines. So I'm just going to go into a little bit of detail 
on those. And if you have questions, please, you know, jump in. Well, I'll tell you right now, Nostradamus is here. And I, this is the first time I've seen him do this, but he's laughing. He says it's ridiculous because the trend of the future is going to be less government and less regulation because people will know how to act. And this whole thing is a last gasp of the tyrants in an effect to control and enslave people in Canada. It's not going to work. Just not going to work. But people need to stand up. This is a free will planet. You know, nobody's going to do it for, for them. And um, he, he wonders how bad things are going to get before there's another trucker's um, uh, demonstration, like there was like year last year, the year before. I mean, it's going to come. It's going to come to that. Well, um, there there are rumblings of another truckers um, ra um, rally, and there are also rumblings of bringing together a hundred thousand Muslims to march against um, basically the gay porn in schools. So um, you know, tides are turning. I, I don't think. Right the powers that be necessarily saw that coming together because a lot of these right. people are immigrants and they were very pro liberal supporters because that's how they got into Canada and they received these right. wonderful benefits. Right. Um, right. But uh, yeah, that's, I, I mean, I think this fall uh, I sense that that's when things will get real, you know, right now people are still on vacation. They think, a lot of things are almost over and done with, um, but they're just brewing, you know, and they're becoming bigger issues. Um, well, Thomas Jefferson just popped in and he wanted to share this important message with you, Anna, and many, all my listeners, is that um, he said during the, my program, when he came into my show about a month and a half ago, two months ago, that 2% of the world's population had actually um, awakened uh, for the ascension. Since that time, he said it's getting closer to 8% in the last two months. 8% of the population um, represents approximately, if my memory is correct, if there's 8 billion people, 1% would be 80 million. So 8% would be um, 640 million. That's a huge jump um, uh, in, 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 in people being awake. And as people awaken more and more, we'll be able, to, we will stop this, this nonsense. All the plans of the negatives, I'm told, will fail. I guarantee it. And as Data said on Star Trek many years ago, resistance is futile. So I don't even know why they bother, but they're trying. You know, they're still trying, like the Nazis at the end of World War II. And they are Nazis. Many of them are not, in fact, Nazis. Karl Schwab's dad was a Nazi SS soldier. He had his own, very own concentration camp in southern Germany in Bavaria, where he took slaves from concentration camps and worked them until they all died. But that's the kind of person we've got for the World Economic Forum, which Rich runs Canada through through uh, Justin Trudeau and also runs many of the cities and counties and governments in the United States. But all of their um, plans are going to fail. I guarantee it. Wow. Yeah, I I think that neither side, you know, the bad guys and then us, neither can afford to lose. So, uh, you know, like it's been said before, it's a battle of all battles. And some people are, are late coming to the battle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um that's true but uh, you kind of i kind of wonder personally abigail how bad does it have to get before people wake up you know i mean seriously <laughs> i think some people are still cushioned but um you know it could be someone that you know uh i'm just thinking of one example when um 
there's a lot of oil money in our province, a little bit like Texas, right? So you've got families. Oh, yeah. Right. I love Texas. Great place. Lovely people. They believe in the Constitution, gun rights. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so when um, initially um, a lot of uh, things were sugarcoated that um, were starting to be discussed, uh, the UN brought in UNDRIP, which was a way of bringing back park space for Indigenous folks. Now, the problem with that is, of course, where they're pulling minerals, that is uh, parkland, that, that will become parkland. And mm-hmm. so up until that point, we didn't really hear much from these people with very deep pockets. And then all of a sudden, their general, their their generational wealth was being threatened. And now they started coming forward and they said, well, we don't see how this can work. That and, I mean, not just their wealth, they can't employ people and those people then can't feed their families. And, you know, again, another domino. The links are so strong. Um, but, you know, going back to this bill, um, what it wants to do is treat all health products as chemical drugs. Uh, and it takes a legal premise, which, you know, those of your listeners who are like more science-based, you know, a null hypothesis, everything is illegal until proven otherwise. Including- so if you, if you, if pardon me, Abigail, but so if you go to a health food store in Canada, if this bill goes through and you want to get a, a, a glass of carrot juice for your eyes for vitamin A, um, that would be illegal until if you get a doctor's prescription or I mean, what? It would be it would be even illegal to suggest it, and there really wow. And I'll get into the fines, and they like will blow your mind. You know, my my show's based in Texas, so they can all go to H E L L as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe you guys can work on like you know a bridge between uh, Alberta and Texas. (laughs) Maybe so. Yeah, they could all succeed from the unions. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So this includes like the regular chemical drugs, but it includes plants. It even includes water. So making a suggestion, you should be drinking eight glasses of water. How how does that work? Um, This this hypothesis or the way this approach makes sense for chemicals that are foreign to the body, but not so much for healthcare products uh, that have already been consumed, like your example of carrot juice, or you take a vitamin A supplement. You know, these are kind of, you know, they're similar versus a synthetic A may require more of that rigorous uh, testing. Mm-hmm. So um, an example, and I'm, I'm referring back to Sean Buckley, because he's put out so much good information about this. And I'll, I'll provide a website too that people can go and view. And, and it's even worthwhile for people from other countries, just so they can prepare for possibly this, this same battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave the scurvy example where you've got British soldiers they're experiencing scurvy. Um, they are given vitamin C through uh, limes. So they start using them. That's why they're called limeys, you know, the Brits. And, oh, you're kidding. That's where the term came from. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so in present day, as of June 23rd, you now need to have a double blind clinical trial and have intellectual property rights. So you imagine like for every vitamin or every um, mineral or any sort of um, combination, like a multivitamin, you need to go through this. Like each company has to do their own testing and the millions of dollars and time involved in studies like this. I mean, Bayer has the money to do it, (laughs) but but the small and medium companies, that's the end for them. 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, um, so, you know, the medical problem around all of this and, you know, of course you've got folks that are sitting on boards that may not even be medical prof professionals and, right. and even in the medical realm, um, when did your doctor tell you to change your diet and then reduce right. your need for prescriptions? You know, when has that happened? Um, doctors right. trained in nutrition, you know, right. some of them, I think, are starting to become more open to holistic and naturopathic doctors, which, of course, have to go through the same training as regular medical doctors. Right, 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 right. We have the problem here in the United States of um, organizations like YouTube regularly bans videos, which they say is medical misinformation, even though not single one single executive at YouTube is a medical doctor or healthcare profession. Uh, professional with zero experience in the health field, yet they dictatorial, they determine whatever goes on the air, and that's totally against the U.S. Constitution and totally illegal, in my opinion. Um, and that that that's to the to the um, to the detriment of the American people and also the world as well. You get people, I think, in Canada as well, making these decision healthcare decisions, which they have absolutely not one shred of background, no evidence, nothing, nothing is science based, nothing is fact based. Everything's just sort of whatever it, whatever they want to do for whatever reason. There's no there's no justification for it whatsoever, no scientific justification for it. And I think people could accept their regulations better if they had some sort of, you know, regulatory framework, but they don't. No, no. And, and, you, and you're right. And it's, you know, it's, it's all under the umbrella and guise of control. Control. Exactly. Exactly. And it's actually the, it shows you the influence of the reptilians on human culture and society on this planet, because it's not humans versus humans. We have one species uh, named the reptilians and the greys who are extremely negative and they look at humans as like cattles and like cattle and chickens to be eaten and exploited and used for food and fodder. Um, that's the real battle going on going on right now. It's not so much the humans on this planet. If we're all left alone, we could we can work out our problems and create a beautiful and happy planet. And that's one of the main the main lessons now of the ascension process is that these negative species like the reptilians and the greys, they are being forced off the planet because they're not supposed to be here. I'm sorry. This is this is our planet, not the, a reptilian planet. And the reptilians and these other negative extraterrestrials are getting forced off the planet. And it's damn well time they leave this, leave this planet, leave us alone so we can create our own beautiful um, planet for ourselves and our children's children. We're sick and tired of being treated like slaves and chickens and cattle on this planet. Yeah. And, and again, if once people are able to stop and look and I mean, with, in my travels this summer, there's some people that just don't seem right. And it, you know, the, the chances of something else happening yeah. behind the scenes <coughs> grows by the day because there's so much that's unexplainable. Right. Right, right. And I mean, there's only well, you know, if you look at uh, Joe Biden, there's there's a lot of evidence that he actually died between two and eight years ago. Um, I mean, uh, it's unexplainable how a dead man wearing latex masks can still be our president uh, when there are is there there is allegations that he's not even alive. Go figure. I I don't know how that can be. It's unexplainable <laughs> to me. Yeah. I know I've seen so many political leaders and, you know, yeah. the teeth change 
from photo op to photo op, the placement oh, yeah. of their ears, oh, yeah. their eyebrows, their hairlines, you know, like there's plastic surgery, but this is a little bit more. Oh yeah. Did you, did you hear about Trudeau? There was a, there was a, there was a story come out, came out about 10, 12 years ago where he had gone down to Epstein's Island. I'm sure he went down there for church services. Everybody that goes to Epstein's Island are the highest caliber people and the highest vibrations. And anyway, he went down to Epstein's Island. I'm sure he went to church services, read the Bible down there. And then when he came back, his wife said an interesting thing. Did you hear this? You're not my husband. Who are you? Really? And yeah, that's what that's the story we heard down here. It was probably censored up in Canada, but we did see the story <laughs> down here. And I can I can provide the link to you or anyone else is interested. Just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com. And then she said, you're not my husband. I want a divorce. And then she got real quiet. I heard her, they threatened her. And so she's kind of settled into this, um, this routine with this guy who she says is not her, her husband. That was some years ago. Yeah. She's kind of strange. She's, she has some strange behaviors now, you know, a little bit uh, like uh, Trudeau's mom, you know, sometimes just the random laughing, like inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Kind of like Hillary Clinton. Oh, yes, that's a great example. But, you know, with uh, Trudeau going down to Epstein Island, one of the other islands down there belonged to Peter Ningard, who's mm-hmm. our Epstein, the Canadian Epstein, who happens to be good friends. Sure, sure. Now, again, I'm yeah. sure Trudeau was going to a Sunday Bible school lesson at Epstein's Island. That's what they do when they're down there. Um, and everyone who went to Epstein's Island, of uh, highest moral character, they wouldn't do anything against the law. You know, that's just the way they are. So, anyway. oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, I, I'm going to go back to 347 just because there's a few more things I want to mention. That's fine. Uh-huh. Um, so here we have a problem. You know, when deciding on pharmaceuticals versus these natural supplements, people should and have always had the ability to choose um, so that would be, um, taken away with this bill. Um, mm-hmm. there's things like recall authority, labeling and pa- packaging modifications, uh, information disclosure, business information, references. Um, and then there's, there's fines associated with, um, those things as well as the false or misleading statements as they deem. Uh, who, did, who, who determines false and misleading statements? Well, these extra fees that are being that will be paid by the farm by the natural health companies will go to fund the arm of regulation, so the enforcement arm, and I they see. will decide. That goes to coffee and donuts for the regulators, as well as their pensions and um, retirement accounts. And okay, yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah, so a little bit of side note: I read that um, the auditor general found that it cost $17,000 to put someone up in uh, one of our, um, the, the hotels that were created for, uh, you know, during COVID times and the, uh, what is it called? I've lost my train of thought. Um, That's okay. They're. Oh, the lockdowns, the, 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 the the mandatory um, quarantines, whatever. Yeah. The mandatory, the quarantine hotels, $17,000 per person. You know what? You know what the American Bar Association found out 20 years ago? No. Abigail, it's a true story. They found out that it cost less to send a young kid to Harvard with tuition than it is to incarcerate them in a federal prison. 
it costs more to send somebody to a federal prison. So why don't we send everybody to Harvard or give them free education? Oh my goodness. I mean, wouldn't that be a better society? I don't know, but I'm just saying that that was an amazing study. I remember that was about 20 years ago that came out. Yeah. And you know, the, the reserves are drying up quickly. Um, of course, because I mean, not only maybe misspending, but, People truly don't know where their money has gone. And a lot of it has gone to work against them because propaganda doesn't come cheap. But, you know, going back to these vitamins, uh, speaking of propaganda, we've got MSM pushing Uh, only one side. So how can that be beneficial? Right. So so this self-care framework is what they're calling it. Um, Prior to the 22nd of June, Fines were up to a maximum of $5,000 if you were to say to mislead someone or um, maybe the ingredient list on your packaging was incorrect. Um, That fine has increased to $5 million maximum per day. So I'll give you an example. If you're a naturopathic doctor running an ad, maybe you're providing a certain type of service, maybe something to reduce... um, anxiety and you're doing it through supplementation advising on lifestyle and so forth if fined you could face up to five million dollars per day for the month so that's five million times 30 days 150 million dollar penalty for running that ad does that sound like a fascist society to you would adolf hitler be proud of that kind of law ask yourself oh ask yourself it is nuts. And, you know, people have to realize that this is this this not only would affect the doctor, but say if he gave that task to his receptionist, she right. also can get fined up to that maximum. You know, it's a way to well, be, it's it's a way to pick out one person and make an example of them right. and scare right. everyone else, because fear has been a motivator for right. some time. Right. Let me give you an example from the States. Um in the fascist state of Washington state run, run by the Democrats, um, under, under Governor Inslee's um, government, it's illegal for any medical doctor in the state to prescribe ivermectin or any alternative health care. And there's one guy right now facing uh, the, the loss of his medical license, been a, a doctor for like 35, 40 years, adjunct doctor, no complaints. But this is what they do down here to some doctors who, who do are interested in alternative care. It's sad, but does happen so oh oh my goodness and california has made it illegal for any medical professional to prescribe any alternative health care in certain situations as well in california because you can lose your license as well in that crazy state if you if you mention any kind of alternative uh health care such a shame such a beautiful state and i mean they they were really big on organics and food production and you know i guess that's hitting where it hurts right Right, right, um, right. So well, we, we've got like Chinese medical doctors that would essentially be non-existent in two years, naturopathic doctors, holistic mm-hmm. nutritionists, anyone right. who manufacture, manufactures, sells, prescribes any sort of healthcare product, any recommendation, right. anything. So right. what we're going to see is vitamins will remain on the shelf for appearance as this goes on. But those that are used for treatments, the ones that have punch or have any validity will be taken away. No more 
prescribing by healthcare professionals, even if it were your doctor, medical yeah. doctor. And, you know, I think also to step back, naturopathic doctors and holistic nutritionists, and I'm a holistic nutritionist, mm-hmm. we, we agree in Western medicine, we agree in operations, we agree in antibiotics, but you know, when you're when you're younger, and when you start having um, issues, you know, we, we try to knock off what the possibilities are, you know, if you have a lactose intolerance, there's no point in taking a medicine to shut off that brain receptor, you know, you should just not eat that product for some time, and maybe then go back and test it after a number of years. Right. So, and and there's so many patients, we don't have to fight over them. There's a lot right. of sick people. Right, right. That's true. There are. <laughs> I, I, I also want to give you some examples and um and i think your your listeners will understand you know let's take a look at fish oils uh found in seaweed algae brussels sprouts and spinach mm-hmm. how many people eat one of those items every day or even two or three times a week probably very few yeah. i would say very few reaching for one or two capsules i mean oh my goodness containing omegas, it helps you reduce heart disease, aids in certain mental health conditions, promotes eye health and reduces inflammation. So without it, you know, dry skin, you get maybe a little bit more exacerbation of something like eczema, which is common, joint pain, hair thinning and depression. Wow. And you're not going to be able to purchase this product in Canada in two years. Wow. Wow. Think all the money big pharma is going to make. Yeah. And I don't even know if there's a, you know, something they could replicate. Um, Then look at vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin. Uh, If you're in a Northern state, a Northern part of your country, you're not getting a lot of sunshine in the winter. Right. Okay. So where do you find it in fish and beef? Again, how frequently do people take that in? Can you reach for one, one capsule? Yes, you can. Is it inexpensive? Yes, it is. It's important for your immunity, bone health. Right. Without it, right. dry right. brittle bones, right. rickets. Right. Fatigue. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard this before, but I guess um, uh, fish milkshakes can be really good for your health too. Just kidding. oh my but, goodness. Sorry, just <laughs> just a joke. Sorry. Anyway, uh, but uh... <laughs> and then and then we've got vitamin C. You know, and I've used that scurvy example. You yeah. know, find it in citrus fruits, bell peppers, mm-hmm. and tomatoes. Well, mm-hmm. what happens when there's that um, crunch, you know, in the wintertime, there's fewer of these things. And what if supply chains are further impacted and we can't That's get right. these things? That's right. That's right. That cheap vitamin C helps. One of the things that the Biden administration has been researching seriously recently, and this is this is serious. You may want to write this down. Are the su- supply chains for his yo-yos? Apparently, he uses yo-yos quite a bit. And as long as he's using the yo-yos, he can concentrate and really be a great president. Um, but I'm just kidding, of course. But uh, anyway, yeah. But uh, uh, you know, it's it's so frustrating. And and you know, for your listeners too, um, what vitamin C is um, is you know undervalued for is allowing other minerals like iron and calcium to be absorbed by the body. So without right. it, you you start to see things like gum and mm-hmm. dental problems, bruising, anemia. And uh, I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like you stop taking a supplement and it happens. But when you start back up, how much of these foods, how many beef livers or fish are you going to eat a day to right. get certain certain uh, nutritional um, sup- uh, your your supplies back up? 
And then um, another important one, and this is the last example that I'll give, but I'm just thinking these are the, you know, common inexpensive supplementation that many, many people do. Uh, Magnesium, you know, it's found in nuts, seeds, uh, spinach, and whole grains. Um, Mm -hmm. It's for muscle and nerve function. So it's, it's funny. I don't know if you've ever had this happen. Abigail, but on a hot summer day, if you don't get enough magnesium and potassium and not enough liquids, you can go to bed. You'll go to bed at night and you'll wake up these terrific cramps. And that's clearly, I think, a, a, a vitamin deficiency if you have that. Yeah. And, you know, one way to get around it, too, and I mean, since Barb O'Neill has hit, you know, TikToks and social media, uh, Celtic salt has so many crucial minerals in it. And even mm-hmm. putting a sprinkle on your tongue and then drinking, you know, a liter of water. I mean, it's mm-hmm. almost the equivalent of like, you know, doing that much more for your body. Sure. Right. Um, so with magnesium, you know, it's drink, it's, a, there's a direct link between it and high blood pressure. So do you want to reduce your high blood pressure? Because it seems like every third person has it, you know, right. have a little bit of magnesium and then yeah, help with your, your muscle strain and discomfort. And it also helps out with type two diabetes and osteoporosis. So a lot of things that I mentioned here, you know, if you lack these particular supplements, these are these are common everyday diseases. And right. you know, if inflammation, the top five diseases that could kill you start with inflammation, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to to stop, you know, folks from having the ability to make that choice, they're gonna start with these supplements, but it doesn't mean that they're never gonna go to a doctor. That's ridiculous. Right. Right, right, right. And um, and I wanted to to just add one quote again. Lastly, last time I'll mention this lawyer. Uh, and people don't like lawyers, you know. No offense, Ted. Some of my best friends are lawyers. So yeah. anyway, I think everyone starts off with best intentions, <laughs> and then somehow they found themselves like handcuffed, you know, and um, what they can do. But uh, right. Sean's takeaway, um, and there's a, there's a website too, that I should give you. It's, uh, N as in Norman H as in hippo P as in platypus P as in platypus and a as in apple.org. And there, I mean, that's all the information on, um, on Canada's, um, you know, and there's lots of, uh, resources here that your readers can look at and, um, and see if it has, you know, like directly impact on them in their countries. But he, he says, gone are the days you can rely on others to do something for you. You must get involved. If you sit back and do nothing, you are fighting for slavery. And I think no true, true words have been spoken. And we've had it very comfortable, especially, um, you know, in North America, very, very comfortable. So, of course, having a, you know, a disagreement about something that's happening in the news, you know, it it doesn't come natural, but once you rip off that Band-Aid, you know, there's no stopping you. Right. I I agree. I agree. That was the problem in my last lifetime when I was a member of Hitler Youth as a teenager growing up in Nazi Germany, where I didn't do anything except I just followed orders. And at the end of that life, I finally was executed when I was 16 or 17, when I hated Hitler and I'd, I'd seen what they had done to um, family, uh, to uh, a girlfriend and her family. 
And uh, I didn't speak up, but this time I learned my lesson then uh, to speak up. And that's why I'm speaking up now. So. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, I didn't know, um, you know, looking back, I didn't know how powerful a voice could be, but once you do speak the truth, yes, people are uncomfortable and, and uh, sadly you place a target on your back and that's not really what we're here for. You know, we, we all need to be taking steps. Um, I, I'm vocal about, you know, the, the gay porn in schools, yet I don't have a child in school. My children are older. Right. You know, and I think everyone just needs to pick one cause. And if you, and you don't have to fight and you don't have to show up somewhere with a, um, you know, a picket sign, but mm -hmm. you can just have normal conversations with folks and just see where they're coming from. If they're opposed to it, you know, maybe, you know, um, share information, communicate. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And right. uh, I mean, we don't right. get a, a, you know, a free pass go like in this lifetime, we, we have to, we have to take a, we have to take a stand for sure. We have to, you know, um, do it in a loving manner. I mean, right. I think, I think that's, that's where I don't get a lot of um, pushback is because I'm sincere in my um, sharing of information. And if someone's not ready to talk, they're not ready to talk. But right. sometimes I just give them sources. Take a look at this later. And surprisingly, I've had friends that have contacted me that they, they're in very large circles of friends and they've been uh, jab injured and they say that nobody wants to talk about it. So then they contact me and they ask, you know, what could I be doing? What have you heard? You know, things like this. So like, what a sad, sad state of affairs. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, it, it behooves us all to remain strong, to know that we're being helped by the galactic sun, by the supreme being, and we will make it through, my friend, and we will create a much better and happier, happier world. We just have to know that uh, if we ask for help, we get it. Absolutely. You know, I've had uh, dozens of death threats on me the last couple of years by the negatives, and I'm still alive, and I get help from the angels and God, and I'm very, very grateful for that, so... Exciting time to be alive, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait to talk to you again um, a week from today for our next Canada Corner, Abigail, if you like. And um, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom today. This is incredible. Thank you so much for listening and, you know, sending light and love to you and to your listeners. Thanks so much, my friend. If people have any questions for uh, uh, questions or comments on uh, Ab Ab Abigail's uh, Canada Canada's Corner, uh, just send them, email them to me at outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com and I'll pass them on to her. Okay, thank you so much, Abigail. It's always nice to talk to you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. You as well. Bye-bye. Right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was uh, my friend Abigail coming to us uh, from Canada, and she'll be coming on a, on a semi-weekly basis um, talking about what's going on to our beautiful neighbors of the North. And I was especially um, happy to hear that uh, Canada and the United States will eventually later this decade become uh, one country. I, uh, there'll be an interesting time for, for all of us. And actually, this, this fits in line with what uh, President Kennedy has said, that uh, we are all one. All of us are... are um, uh, have the spark of God within us, all the animals, the plants, the trees, 
um, as well as all humans on this planet, all humanity. And these, these distinctions we have of the different races of the different languages are actually artificial distinctions. Um, uh, they were created by the Tower of Babel many thousands of years ago. And before that time, we existed as one humanity on this planet. But the Tower of Babel and the, and the segregation of, of people into different races and cultures, I think, was a way to split us apart so we wouldn't come together. But we are coming together now in spite of all these challenges. And uh, one of the things that Nostradamus has told me is, is that uh, once we realize that we're all one, that we all have the force of God or the supreme being within us, um, then um, that will be a, 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 an incentive for all of us to treat each other with love and respect. Because this is the kind of world um, that we're destined to create. This is the kind of world that Dr. Masuro Moto, uh, when he was alive, wanted to create on this planet. Dr. Moto passed away on October um, 17th, um, uh, back in uh, 2014. But he's working now with Pleiadian scientists on the other side in cleaning up the water systems here on, on planet Earth. He was, he's a, he was a great man back then. He's a great man now. And he's doing a lot to help us as much as he can. His work is being carried on, by the way, by the Emoto Project in Tokyo. Um, a lot of great people in the office. They're carrying on his work. Um, of course, I, I, I love the Emoto Peace Project, which is a, a peace project for little children's books. If you'd like to support their work, uh, please go to their website at www.emoto, E-M-O-T-O, peaceproject.net. And you can find out more information there and get their, their, their books as, as well. Um, our next part of the, the program, I want to go into Hiroshima and Nagasaki, why it happened, uh, who gave us the technology uh, for nuclear bombs and nuclear power. Uh, it's quite an interesting history if people don't realize the true history behind that. And then um, I will be wrapping it up with uh, a video um, by uh, David Lowell, um, Lowell Johnson, actually. Um, he's a fellow who's been into the hollow earth and he's just created just just uh, completed a um, a video on the um, on his travels into the hollow earth. It's quite amazing. Um, the people of the hollow earth are a very benevolent uh, fifth dimensional civilization. They're actually from Lemuria. They are now known as the Telosians. They there's about uh, 1.7 million people in the city of Telos in the fifth dimension, 120 mile 25 miles beneath Mount Shasta in Northern California. And it's and uh, they're very loving and benevolent. Um, I've had lifetimes um, in in um, in Telos as well as among the my our, my beautiful brothers and sisters among the Pleiadians as well. And uh, they have a lot to learn and a lot to tell us. I'm currently writing a book with the help of Adama and the Solutions, as well as the Pleiadians, in um, how we can make um, our, structure our own society. Um, um, and uh, uh, on our own society to make this world a, a better place. Um, they went through this uh, same process many years ago. Um, so we don't have to reinvent the wheel, so to speak, in creating a, a, a better society because they went through the, um, they went through the process. So um, anyway, uh, so they went, they, they went through this process. So uh, government's going to become a lot smaller in the future. Um, we will still have a government, but it'll be mostly to regulate relations between um, humanity on this planet and benevolent extraterrestrials um, that we encounter off planet. But I'll be going into that in a, in a few minutes, but I'd like to give everyone um, a little bit of background on, um, on Nagasaki and Hiroshima.
and um, and also asking people to pray for peace. Um, um, I'm looking at this uh, conflict in the Ukraine of ending very, very soon. And um, I, I think we'll have a much better world without war and, uh, and all the conflict um, because we don't need it. Nobody wants it. And it's a complete uh, waste of money. You know, Biden and, and, and the cabal had sent so much money earlier this year to, um, to the conflict in the Ukraine that we didn't have enough money to pay our soldiers, uh, many of our soldiers of the U.S. Army in January of this year. No, yeah, when all all went to the Ukraine, which is money laundered. Um, but anyway, that's a, that's another story. Well, let's look at uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Every year, um, the beautiful people of Seattle, Washington, and the United States have a peace celebration. And this year, the celebration uh, will be on August 6, 2023. You can look up their website at www.fromhopetohiroshima.org or .com. can't remember which. But anyway, the name of the group is called From Hope to Hiroshima. Um, they celebrate peace for the world, and this is uh, dovetailed, this is matched by other peace activities by the GOI Foundation in both Nagasaki and Hiroshima in Japan. I believe the GOI Foundation had their uh, ceremonies last week in Japan. They're a little early, usually. Um, I've had people from that group on my, on my show before, and back in 2015, I attended their peace ceremonies in Japan. It was very moving. But um, one of the important lessons um, uh, pe uh, people should realize about nuclear technology is that it is completely outlawed and nuclear weapons are completely banned on planets, on advanced human planets outside of this planet in, in other parts of this universe. Um, that's because it is so destructive they don't want people to use it. During the Atlantean times, they had also discovered nuclear technology as well, and they had also um, experienced a lot of destruction of that planet. And so they outlawed uh, nuclear technology as well. Unfortunately, um, about 12,500 years ago, there was a small clique of uh, military and civilian individuals in Atlantis who had taken over the government and they wanted to control the earth. They also wanted to control Lemuria as well. The two main groups back about 12,500 years ago uh, were the Atlanteans located in the northern Atlantic Ocean in, um, on planet Earth. And the other part was, um, was a group of uh, Lemurians out in the Pacific. Their capital was located um, in Maui. And I have time traveled back to that time because I had lives back there as well. As well. Beautiful place going out for many, many miles. Very loving, spiritual people. Um, the Atlanteans um, were experimenting with nuclear and crystalline technology to try to take over the planet. And um, they set off a series of bombs, nuclear bombs and crystal, crystal bombs, crystal weapons, by the way, and ended up destroying much of, 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 of planet Earth back about 12,500 years ago. The, the um, Lemurians located out in what is now Hawaii had about, uh, they didn't have much time. They had maybe a day, 12 hours, 10 hours, um, eight hours. I can't remember. It wasn't much time. They did get some advance notice um, be, before the destruction of the planet uh, hit Lemuria. And so what they did is that they gathered all their technology. They were able to get their technology out. Um, there were uh, 1.3 million people living in Lemuria at the time. Um, but they were able to get out 25, just 25,000 people. But that was enough to reseed and start the civilization over again. And they looked quickly around and found the place um, underneath Mount Shasta. 
125 miles in what's called the hollow earth. And they've lived there ever since. They have an artificial sun. They live in the um, fifth dimension. And um, they've been there ever since. They built up their uh, population now. They have about 1.7 million people living um, beneath Mount Shasta. And uh, Shasta is, is a very special place. Um, it has come under attack during the last couple of years from the reptiles and from the uh, negative, uh, negatively oriented intelligence agencies of the uh, US government, including the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, as well as other intelligence agencies and the CCP and the MI6 and MI5, because these agencies um, acting on behalf of the reptilians have wanted to control not only the surface of, the, of this planet, but also the Lemuria and Telos as well. Um, those entrances now, I used to go to um, Shasta, well, the entrances um, that uh, I used to go to at Shasta have all been shut down because they don't, um, the, the, the Telosians and the Plydeans, especially the Telosians, don't want the negatives coming into their civilization anymore. So they've shut down all the, um, most, most of all the other entrances in, into the civilization have been shut down. <clears throat> so <clears throat> if you do take a guide and go to Shasta and the guide says they're going to bring you into Telos, be a little skeptical <clears throat> because 90% of those entrances have been shut down. Um, and so you may be getting a charlatan uh, selling you a bill of goods. I don't know. Uh, it depends on the person, of course. But a lot of entrances have been shut down into Telos. Um, but um, at Mount Shasta, if you go, um, you, would, you would want to go with an experienced guide, somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, but um, uh, getting back to Hiroshima and Nagasaki, um, back in um, uh, the 30s were a very interesting time on this planet. People are probably not aware of this history, but I'll, I'll explain it to you today. It's probably going to go into my new book, um, which um, should be done in a couple of months. Uh, in, 19, um, in 1930, well, in 1936, um, Hitler entered into an agreement with the reptilians uh, where they, they gave him UFO technology and nuclear technology. The Nazis w were also uh, creating a nuclear bomb program in addition to our own nuclear bomb program um, back in the 1930s and 40s. And they did manage to create a nuclear bomb by the spring of 1945. Too late to help them out, but they did create one. And uh, they shared some of this technology with the Japanese as well, who exploded their own nuclear device uh, in North Korea in March of 1945 and in April as well, and May, in that spring time period, um, they were exchanging technology. Um, so nuclear, and nuclear technology, according to Professor Einstein, we were helped with that by, again, by the reptilians. It wasn't exactly a 100% human effort. Uh, we were given this technology. And so um, uh, by the time um, the summer of, uh, uh, what was it, uh, July of, no, yeah, summer of 1945, when the first atomic bombs were exploded, um, the Japanese were already sending out peace feelers because they wanted to end the war. And this is another little known fact of American history that the bombs were not needed to end World War II. We're told the lie. We are brainwashed into thinking that the atomic bombs ended World War II. It did not um, because the Japanese wanted to end the war already. Um, and I can send you links on that. Um, 
um, but uh, they, um, the Japanese already wanted to end the war. So when we dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki on August 6th and August 9th, 1945, the Japanese had already uh, sent out peace failures and um, they were ready to win the war already. And I, I argue, and it's my, my belief that we could have won the we could have ended the war without using those bombs. But we used them as a way to show Russia, Soviet Union at the time, um, that we had the bomb and um, to stop them from any territorial aggression in, in Japan. Um, uh, that's what I, how I understand the historical uh, methods. So they went on a crash program um, in getting the, the nuclear technology. And um, uh, for the Japanese, of course, uh, getting experiencing the atomic bomb back in August of 1944 was a horrific experience. experience. They had no idea this was coming. And so when, when those cities were, were wiped out, um, um, they, of course, you know, the, the war ended basically within, within a matter of days. And... Um, some people say it may have been a deterrent to future wars. I don't know. But the technology itself is considered too dangerous by the benevolent Galactic Alliance for us to have it. Actually, it's outlawed. The use of nuclear technology in the house and the use of nuclear uh, weapons and nuclear power outside of this planet is completely outlawed out in the universe. Um, so people should, should realize, um, and that was one of the reasons why when the Pladeans visited, the Pladeans actually visited um, President Eisenhower back in late 1953, and they said, if you get rid of your nuclear weapons, we will help you um, uh, evolve as a planet and um, um, spiritually, so you won't need, uh, so you won't have any more fighting and you'll live for hundreds of years. Um, you'll have free energy and, and basically um, the, the, there will be no more diseases here on, on planet Earth. But um, uh, unfortunately, the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted the weapons, and Eisenhower wanted to do an agreement to his credit with the Pladeans, but uh, the military didn't. Tricky Dick Nixon, uh, his vice president, didn't want to um, didn't want to negotiate with the Pladeans because because uh, he he uh, he wanted weapons. Also, Nixon argued that he had a lot of friends in the American Medical Association and in Big Pharma. And uh, the diseases were eliminated here on the planet and everybody got healthy and lived for long periods of time. None of his doctor friends and nurses, but especially the doctors in the AMA and the big pharma companies would make any money. And we couldn't have that, could we? We couldn't get rid of diseases so that people could live a long time because the uh, big pharma and, and the medical doctors would cease to have occupations. Um, that was one of his concerns, and so they turned down the Pladeans' help. And six months later, the reptilians showed up with, along with the Greys and said, "Oh, sure, you can keep your weapons, um, and we can help you." And what they offered, what the reptilians offered to um, the Eisenhower administration, was that in exchange for some of their um, older technology, they would be they would be allowed to abduct and what they said study as humans. They would abduct humans, um, they would wipe their memories, um, and then they would return to the place of where they were abducted, and no harm would be done to them. Of course, we've known what's happened since that time. Since that time, 
um, something like almost 5 million um, people in the United States and elsewhere around the planet have been abducted off. Um, and most of them, about um, 80% were, 75 to 80% were either eaten or sold into slavery. Yes, the reptilians look at humans as a food source, like we look at cattle or chicken. And um, they were abducted. And it turns out the reptilians and the greys um, were hybridizing um, their species and their race with humans in order to create a a hybrid human gray or human reptilian race uh, so they can take over this planet. The, the, the reason for the, chemi the chemtrail program on this planet is that, they, um, that the, the air is too oxygen rich for them. And so they're trying to alter the oxygen uh, content of our atmosphere and alter the chemicals in our atmosphere to become, make it more friendly to the reptilians and the grays. Currently, uh, the reptilians cannot spend long amounts of time in our atmosphere on our planet walking around because the atmosphere is not conducive for them. They like aluminum, barium, strontium, sulfur. Those are the chemicals of their planet. Their home planet is called Draco, and their atmosphere is made up of aluminum, barium, strontium, and sulfur. And that's what they spray in our skies to change, to terraform, what's called terraforming. They like to terraform this planet, the Earth planet, and get rid of the oxygen to make it less environmentally friendly to humans and more friendly to their own species. This is why you see all the chemtrails around, many of them. That's the real reason why. And um, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of reasons those chemicals are also chosen, but it's mostly because that's the chemicals of their, of their home planet. People don't realize it, but that's, that's the truth. Getting back to nuclear energy, um, um, I, we, um, there was a tremendous uh, peace movement back in the 80s, 70s, and especially the 80s and late 80s in, in, in stopping the, the nuclear arms race between the United States and, and the then Soviet Union. And you can see the effects, uh, the good effects, because it stopped a possible nuclear war between the United States and the USSR. There's a book out uh, written by Dolores Cannon before she passed in in um, 2014 called Conversations with Nostradamus. It's a three-volume set, and I believe it's in either first or the second, I think it's in the second volume. And the, the in that book, and I urge you to get that book, it's still being published by Ozark Mount Publishers. Dolores Cannon, who was a famous American psychic, took a group of psychics, and she went and traveled back in time um, to the 15th, 16th century and visited with Nostradamus on his quatrains. And um, uh, he was very happy to talk to Dolores and her, and her students because he said his quatrains, his, his, his predictions, uh, were being misinterpreted. And one of them was that um, at the time, in the late 80s, when this book was written, Nostradamus saw the United States going into a nuclear war um, with terrorists, um, uh, with the result that by 2005, um, many American cities would have been reduced to rubble as a result of these of this nuclear war, and um, under that old under these old timelines, by the year we would still ascend into the fifth dimension, but that would not happen until the year 2038. I don't know if you remember a guy named John Teeter, T-I-D-T-E-T-O-R. Teeter, um, he was um, he appeared in the press back in the year 2001, 2002. He said he was a time traveler. People on the old Art Bell show used to talk about him. 
and a fascinating man. And in his, from his timeline, there had been a nuclear war with lots of destruction. And he had come back to get a, an old IBM 5100 computer because they were having problems in their civilization with their computer systems because of this IBM model that came out in the 1990s. And they wanted to look at it to, to fix their own computers. So that he came back to get that. But he, he said, he told, you know, he, he talked about a nuclear war that was, he said, was going to happen in the future. Well, thanks to our peace efforts, humanity's peace efforts in the, in the 80s with great groups like Physicians for Social Responsibility, um, Greenpeace, um, a lot of good groups, um, uh, the Union of Concerned Scientists, all these groups came together. Dr. Helen Caldicott, wonderful lady out of uh, anti-nuclear activists out of, out of Australia, who I became personal friends with in the 1980s. Um, she wrote a book called um, Nuclear Madness, Stopping the, the, the Nuclear Arms Race. All of those, those efforts of people getting together to stop the nuclear arms race worked. And it stopped a nuclear war that we were on track to, to have back in the, back around 2000, early 2000s, late 1990s. None of that happened. And so the war in the Ukraine currently is an attempt by the negatives, by the reptilians, by the, by the, um, the bad guys to start a nuclear, a worldwide nuclear war to destroy humanity. But it's not going to work, and people have to stand firm right now because they're trying. The negatives are trying to change the timelines to create a nuclear war. Look at what Biden did, or whoever Biden is, because I don't think Biden's alive anymore. He sent to, to over two hundred billion dollars to Ukraine for what? For what? And there was so much money sent, but then January of this year, we didn't have enough money to pay our troops in the U.S. Army either. And now with a lot of military taking the jabs, um, we're looking at a substantial decline up to 38%, according to one figure I remote viewed, uh, a decline in the United States, in the numbers of the United States military by um, within two years. I mean, this is just totally insane. We've got to stand up to these people or else we're not going to, we, we stand the danger of not making it. I think we will make it, but we have to remain strong. Anyway, getting back to nuclear technology, we were given this technology by the reptilians to destroy this planet because once we had a nuclear war, the reptilians have the technology to clean up the radiation. And once they clean up the radiation, boom, they have a nice planet. They have the reptilians and the negative extraterrestrials have wanted Earth for the last 500,000 uh, years. There was actually a huge galactic war between the um, reptilians and the Pleiadians and the Galactic Alliance 500,000 years ago, where the, um, the, um, the galactics and the positive extraterrestrials actually won the war. Um, uh, during that time, um, they, they, they executed a, a peace treaty um, that, the, that, the, that this planet, Earth, would be left to its own free will respect unless we invited them. And um, that has been a treaty that's been in effect for the past 500,000 years. Um, unfortunately, that treaty has been broken so many times by the negatives that it's not really worth the paper or whatever it was, was written on. But um, anyway, that's kind of a little bit of background of galactic history. So the reptilians have wanted this planet for hundreds of thousands of years. And they look at um, they look at humans as a food source. They look at humans as cattle or chicken. 
they actually live off our adrenal chrome. Um, and um, Corey Good, um, uh, he was in the uh, Secret Space Program, and there's an episode he talked about. I read about it; must have been about two or three years ago, where he was on board a uh, a freighter ship going from this planet to the reptilians. And he was able to get into, with, with the help of another crew member, he was able to get into a cargo bay. And when he got into the cargo bay, guess what it contained? I'm not going to go into too many details because some people might get offended, but I'm just going to tell you briefly that the cargo bay was full of human, um, uh, human bodies which had been di dissected by the reptilians to eat. I'm not going to give any more details on it. But you get the idea. And he discovered that. And he talked all about it. It was in a, it was in a story. Some people have questioned his, his credibility uh, since that time. But I remember that episode very vividly, um, reading about it. It was a couple, a couple of years ago. At any rate, um, the, 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 um, the, the, work, the work that we do now for world peace is very important. It's as important as it was back in the late 80s and early 90s. When the Soviet Union broke apart and um, and Ronald Reagan and Gorbachev were able to reach a, a great peace agreement among the two countries so that we wouldn't destroy this beautiful planet with nuclear weapons. We need that same kind of movement now to counteract the negatives and try to start a new third world war, a nuclear war um, in the Ukraine. Um, the Galactics uh, and the Pleiadians have said bluntly that if if any American um, uh, uh, general sends a nuclear weapon at Russia or China, or if China or uh, Russia sends a nuclear weapon um, at the United States, they will be shot out of the air. The weapons will be disabled. And they actually did that um, uh, around about uh, 18, 18, 20 times during the Cold War, the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, where an American or a Russian general had fired a a missile at each other's country, and they disabled um, the um, the weapon in in air. Or they disabled the the landing the um, uh, the landing um, the sequence in the in the rocket uh, itself, so it wouldn't hurt hurt anything or anybody. Um, so um, they're not going to let us commit suicide. That's the bottom line, and so I don't want people to worry about that. But we still have to work. For world peace. Is there any justification for sending over $200 billion of taxpayer money from the United States to the Ukraine? Was there any logical justification? No, I don't see any at all. Um, and um, But people have to stand up because this is a free will planet. And if we don't stand up, up my friends, nobody else is going to. Um, and so we've all chosen to be here. You know, many people have asked me in the past, well, why can't we just ask uh, the Pleiadians or the Galactic, the Galactic Alliance to come down here and, and fix it, help us. Well, they help us as much as they can. They cannot help us directly because this is a free will planet, and they are, they are prohibited by cosmic law from directly interfering with our free will decisions. The Earth is a very rare and special planet. What happens here, as I said before in today's show, will affect the rest of the universe and the rest of this, um, the rest of this galaxy and the rest of this solar system. There are uh, forty. Uh, there are forty planets in this in this solar system, if you count the other dimensions. And in addition to Earth, thirty-nine other planets are also ascending. And guess which planet they're waiting for the people of which planet 
are they waiting for to make the right decisions so that they so that the people so that they can ascend they're waiting on the people on earth to make the right decisions to choose to to ascend into the higher dimension so they can ascend and um this is why earth is so important why this is why we've got so many people we have approximately uh 2.4 um million um um uh Benevolent souls listening off planet today to this show. The show itself is being picked up by my friend's ship, uh, by Admiral Halosaurus on the Pleiadian mothership above Mount Shasta. That's, then it's, it's, uh, beamed back to Alcyon, their military base in the Pleiades constellation. From there, it's sent to the Galactic Alliance and the 450 million, million planets and seven trillion entities, um, in their group. Um, but they're very keenly interested as to what's going on in this planet. Um, and what happens here will affect the rest of the universe. And that's why each one of us is important for the future, not only our lives, our family lives, but also for the future of humanity. A lot is at stake right now. And um, this is the seventh time um, humanity on this planet has tried to ascend. Seventh, we, we've had six other times before this where we've come very close to ascension and then we fail. Um, the Atlanteans came close to ascension too, and then they failed. They blew up, they blew themselves up. Um, we are going to be successful. Um, and if you need help, because this is free will, will planet, you have to ask for help. And the easiest way to do it is to put your hand on your heart and, um, say the hue three times. The hue is a meditation technique. Uh, it's found in human, human. And you say hue three times, and it'll be a flag to the Galactics to come in and help you. Just ask anything you want. In a benevolent, if it's for a benevolent, positive purpose, they will come in and help you. And I'll just say it a couple times now. It goes like this. Hue. I'll do it twice more. Hue. And one more time. Hue. People should realize that uh, other civilizations, uh, like the reptilians and the greys, do not have the freedom that we have here. We have freedom of choice. And and freedom is enshrined in the U.S. Constitution of the United States, as well as in the First Amendment, which high-tech wants to take away from us because they are reptilian controlled. They are controlled. High-tech is controlled by the, by the negatives, mostly by the negatives in this country, in this world. And they don't want us to have freedom. Um, that's too bad, so sad, because that's our destinies to become a living, uh, freedom-loving um, people here uh, on planet Earth. And um, all of their efforts to restrict our movements, to curtail our freedoms, to silence us, um, to silence our, 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 our uh, First Amendment rights in the United States and other countries, will fail, I guarantee it, because we've got God behind us, and it is our destiny to become a freedom-loving, beautiful planet, uh, founded on peace, harmony, and, and, and love and compassion. This is the kind of world that Dr. Masuro Mono wanted to create before he passed away in 2014, and it's the kind of world I'm sure most people on this planet want to create as well. If your leader in your particular country does not respect human rights, if your leaders do not, um, um, do not want peace, um, if they only want war and conflict, if they only want to kill people, then they know they're not a leader, are they?
are they? And they shouldn't be your leader. People are going to get so sick of this, according to Nostradamus, is that they're going to stand up and throw the current governments out around the world en masse. I'm looking at Biden in the United States being uncovered as a fake and a scoundrel within two months and gone. I'm looking at Trudeau being gone within three months. I'm looking at uh, uh, a lot of tyranny um, being... Um, being thrown out on this planet and people taking their governments and their, their countries and their societies back um, uh, this year. This is a pivotal year in, in human history. And people should realize also that um, we have a right and a duty not only to fight for ourselves, but also for our children and our children's children, because future generations will depend on what the kind of life that our, our future generations of this planet have in this, in this world will depend upon what we do right now in this pivotal time in, in human history. Um, the, the kind of subjugation and lack of freedom, of course, is embodied in human trafficking. And The Sound of Freedom is a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, I urge you to see it. It's based on a, on a true story of a gentleman who's working for the white hats um, in the U.S. government. There are some good people in the U.S. government. They're not all bad, of course. Um, about five years ago, the movie was made. It took that long for it to get out. It finally was released just a couple of months ago, a month or two ago. And there's a lot of human trafficking that, that goes on. Um, and people have to be aware of it and stand up to it. For government leaders who, who are not interested in going against human trafficking and rescuing these poor little boys and girls, uh, they should be thrown out of office. They have no right to lead anybody. Um, and they shouldn't be our leaders at all, whether that's in Canada, the United States, or whatever country you're at. Um, it's a reprehensible, disgusting crime against humanity. And anybody who advocates that should be uh, thrown in prison and punished to the maximum extent of the law, in, in my opinion. There's no excuse for it. Um, but um, I know we're going to turn the tide, but something people, people should be aware of. Um, um, and... Uh, any rate, um, there's um, there's so much life beyond this planet, um, and I always um, I always kind of chuckle when I when I listen to I don't listen to much TV anymore, but in the past they would have you know some some so-called documentaries about whether there's life beyond this planet. Of course there is. Oh my God, um, the U.S. the 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 life here on planet Earth is a microcosm of the universe. Each of us, each human species or each human race on this planet is from somewhere else. For example, the people in Africa actually um, are from Andromeda, which is a galaxy. It's, it's, uh, it's the next galaxy over from this Milky Way galaxy. Their sun in that galaxy is blue. So people who have, um, um, uh, when people who live there like us, they're like us, except there are a couple of differences, um, for one thing, they've they've uh, the highest dimension they've gone through. I think in the drama galaxies, eight dimension. When we've gone we've gone higher um, in the past. Also, uh, the Andromedans all have blue skin. And when people from Andromeda came uh, to Africa many millennia ago to populate that continent, over the years, because our sun's different in in this galaxy as Milky Way galaxy compared to the Andromeda galaxy, our, our sun is kind of golden yellow, um, people's skin color changed to, 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 to this dark, uh, to a dark color. Um, and, and everyone, every, all human species came from different parts in the galaxy in this planet, in, in, on this earth. Um, 
uh, Asians first came to uh, China. They came from Marduk. Marduk was a super Earth, a super uh, Earth, Earth-like planet. <laughs> it was between, it was beyond Mars. It was the location of the current asteroid belt um, beyond Mars. <laughs> but the reptilians blew it up 500,000 years ago. And so today, you've got a whole bunch of rubble out in that part of um, of the um, of of this solar system, and um, that's what's left. Um, when when that planet blew up, I'm told by my galactic friends that all the souls of that planet, which is like a huge Earth-like planet, went into a ball, and they stayed in the spiritual ball for about 300,000 years. And when they finally healed their souls healed enough where they could they could go off to another planet most of not all but most of them came to earth some of them went to mars some of them went to venus some of them went to other parts of the solar system and the galaxy but most of them came to earth um uh, the interesting thing is you can tell if a soul is someone had a life on marduk you know why you know how because marduk was such a huge planet they had a 25 hour day 25 hours not 24 but 25 and so if you have friends who always stay up late, never can seem to get a good, always are, their, their, their body clocks are slightly off. They, they stay up late, really late, and then they sleep in. They're always trying to grab the extra hour in their 24-hour cycle. They are from, originally from Marduk. And Marduk, Marduk people um, were Asiatic. They, they looked uh, like the Chinese. But then they spread from there to Japan and Korea and Thailand and other countries in, in Asia. Um, um, American Indians are from somewhere else, I'm, I'm told. Um, the uh, Aboriginal people are some of the oldest people here on the planet. They came from somewhere else. But everybody came from somewhere else. And this is a real, just like the U.S. is a, is a melting pot. Well, the planet Earth is also a melting pot as well from many different spaces, from many different parts of the universe. Um, and they're all kind of wondering how we're going, going to work it out. The Earth itself was created as an experiment to see how uh, different species and civilizations would react living with one another with the hope that once we worked out all of our differences, rather than killing ourselves and blowing each other up with nuclear weapons and other weapons, that we would learn to live in a peaceful, compassionate, and loving way so that we would be happy, but also other species and other civilizations would be happy as well. We don't have to live in conflict. As Dr. Emoto, a very wise man, once said, you know, it's, it's um, uh, the most powerful forces in the universe are love and compassion, love and gratitude. And um, this is why his work was so important for humanity and teaching people the value of love and compassion and, 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 and love and and um, creating a, a better planet. Albert Einstein, my friend who I talk to all the time too, says the same thing. Um, he, he, he wrote a letter to his daughter Lister in 1955. Um, when he sent her this letter, he said, please keep it for 30 years and then release it. So she did, she released it in 1984, in 1985. And it was called, uh, the, uh, it was, uh, the, the, what was it called, the, the Bomb of Love. And he said if he had to do his scientific work, his life over again, he would have never created an atomic bomb. He would have instead, uh, uh, he would have instead created a, uh, a bomb of love that would have created um, and spread uh, uh, love and compassion throughout uh, this, this beautiful world. Um, it's quite interesting. You should read it. If you look it up on the web, it's called The Bomb of Love. And it's, it's a true story about, about uh, his compassion and the kind of 
um, kind of perspective he has. Both uh, Albert, uh, Professor Einstein and uh, Dr. Moda work together now on the other side, creating a better and happier world. And we're getting a lot of help right now from beautiful angels, and a lot of archangels and benevolent extraterrestrials in creating a, a better world. All we have to do is help. If you ask, you will get help. Ashtar, the Ashtar Command is also here as well with me today. And he says the same thing. If you need help, uh, just ask. And he's happy to help you if you're asking for benevolent, positive uh, reasons. Uh, Don, there's that video I sent you. I hope you got it okay. My friend, it's a, it's a, it's a 26 long uh, YouTube video of uh, cities of the um, hollow earth. I'll send you a little note too to see, make sure you get it. Uh, okay. Um, okay i'll wait till he sees that message there's a video that um uh uh lowell johnson has has created it's a um 26 minute video of of different cities uh in the hollow earth and um I want to play that now. He will be coming on my show actually a week from today, but I wanted to have uh, Don, if you don't mind playing that now, I'll come back in the 26 minutes and go into it further. Um, and we'll wrap up today's show talking about Telos and the people of Apollo Earth. If you could play that now, that would be great. Thanks so much, Don. I appreciate it.
Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Don. You're always great for playing that. Isn't that amazing? Now that that shows that these are these are um, pictures of the hollow earth from various places within beneath the surface uh, done by Lowell Johnson. He'll be on my show next week to explain this further, but I wanted to go over this with you. So the upshot of all of that, if you're living in England, in Glastonbury, which is a beautiful spiritual place, I was there a couple of years ago, beneath that is an, is, is an entrance to the hollow earth where that uh, city exists, um, and you can visit it there if you know where to go. If you're in Greece, there's also um, uh, there's the Library of Alexandria in the fifth dimension uh, in the Aegean Sea, and I've been told that there's there's entrances to that as well in Greece if you know where to go. Um, there's also uh, in Tibet as well. There's uh, Shambhala beneath the surface. There, I've been to Shambhala myself. I have also been to the to the to the Library of Alexandria in Egypt beneath in the Aegean Sea. I go there frequently. Actually, I love to do research <laughs> there. They have their own version of the um, of the Wisdom Room up on the Plebeian Mothership. 
where they have this screen that comes down and you can research by just looking at the screen and going into the past, present, or future. Uh, I think Corey Good in one of his episodes described what these uh, things look like, but they had a little different in the secret space program. They had like tablets that look like, um, like, like an iMac or a, a laptop, which they were plugged into a, you know, into the, into this kind of knowledge. But the, the ones in, in uh, the library in Alexandria, in the GNC is a little different. Um, the ones up on the ship are a little different, but they all work on the kind of the same principle. Um, there's also, um, of course, if you're, um, what I thought was fascinating is um, not only Glastonbury, but there's places in Tibet. Um, there's also places he didn't mention in this video, of course, in uh, in uh, Cusco, in um, Machu Picchu, in Peru. Um, and I wanted to tell people that I have some new spiritual coming, trips coming up next year. These will be focused in on the ancient uh, trading routes that used to exist between Arkansas, Brazil, and Atlantis. And there are places in Arkansas, for example, which um, can lead you into these uh, ancient tunnels um, that used to lead uh, to Atlantis. Uh, I'll be exploring those probably next spring. If you're interested, send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Again, that's outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. If you'd like to come with me and explore some of these ancient pathways into um into the tunnels which connected to Arkansas with Atlantis. Um, there's also um, there's also tunnels as well in Brazil. I'm not too familiar with Brazil, but I am getting familiar. I've, I've been told of where to look for these tunnels in Arkansas. I'd be happy to have you come along. Uh, for more information, again, just send me an email to uh, outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. That'll be uh, probably sometime uh, next spring. Um, the... Um, I want to get back to Professor Einstein. He has come in now, and I want to share some things with him. He talked about um, the, the bomb of love he would have created instead of an atomic, atomic bomb. And this is what he wrote about it. This is in my book, um, Journey to the Other Side. It's um, a book about talking to angels and other benevolent beings. If you'd like a copy, just go to my website, at outofthisworldreadings.com. You can order it there. It's just 20 or $21. But at um, any rate, uh, let, me, let me read what Professor Einstein has, wants to share with you. He wrote, the universal force of this universe is love. When scientists looked for a unified theory of the universe, they forgot the most, the most powerful unseen force. Love is light that enlightens those who give it and receive it. Love is gravity uh, because it makes some people feel attracted to others. Love is power because it multiplies the best we have and allows Humanity not to be extinguished in their blind selfishness. Uh, love unfolds and reveals. Uh, for love, we live and die. Love is God and God is love. <clears throat> this for force explains everything and gives meaning to life. This is the variable that we've ignored for so long. For so long, <clears throat> maybe because we are afraid of love, because it, it is the only energy in the universe that, may, that uh, people have not learned to drive at will. To give visibility to love, I made a simple substitution in my most famous equation. If instead of E equals MC squared, we accept that the energy to heal the world can be obtained through love multiplied by the seed of light squared, we arrive uh, at the conclusion that love is the most powerful force there is because it has no limits. Um, um, after the failure of humanity to use and control the other forces of the universe that have turned against us, it's urgent that we nourish ourselves with another kind of energy. And of course, he's talking about nuclear energy here. 
that have turned, turned the forces against us for destruction. This is why nuclear energy and nuclear power are all, are all outlawed beyond Earth and other systems, uh, other planetary systems um, in this universe. Um, the, the, there, um, the, after the failure of humanity, um, it, is, it is to control nuclear power. It's urgent that we control, we nourish ourselves with this other kind of, of love energy. If we want our species to survive, if we want humanity to survive, uh, Professor Einstein writes, um, if we if we are to find meaning in life, if we want to save the world and every sentient, sentient being that it happens, it love is the on, is the one and only answer. Um, perhaps we're not ready, not yet ready to make a bomb of love, a device powerful enough to destroy the hate, selfishness, and greed that devastate the planet. But we we must try. And as John Lennon wise, wisely noted in his famous song, Imagine, imagine there's no countries, it isn't hard to do, uh, nothing to kill or die for, uh, and no religion to. Imagine all the people living life in peace. You may say, I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. This is the kind of world that um, uh, President Kennedy wanted to, to, wanted to create so badly when he was president. And the kind of world that uh, President, uh, or sorry, that um, that Professor Einstein wanted to create as well, that all the great, many great leaders wanted to create. It was the vision, actually, of of uh, President uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and um, Benjamin Franklin to create this same kind of of paradise um, here on this planet. And and you know what, my friends, we're doing it. Times are tough now around the planet. I know there's a lot of challenges facing all of us right now, but I know we're going to do it. And what we have to do is, is, is be kind to each other. Uh, if you see a homeless person on the street, give them, give them some encouragement, maybe give them even a little money. But, but if not money, then just certainly just give them some hope and encouragement because that's the, that's the stuff. That's the meaning of life is our love and, and compassion. And if we all treat each other with lots of love, we, can, we, we there's, there's nothing that we cannot do, my friends, because love is, in fact, the most powerful and important force um, in the universe. Uh, for the last 10 years, since 2013, I've been been um, uh, broadcasting every week on this show to help raise consciousness and make this world a better place. And we're finding, I, finally, I think, turning the, turning the corner now. Um, and I want everyone listening today to have hope. And to know that uh, we have a beautiful, uh, brighter future ahead of us, not only for our children and our, our children's children and for many future generations as well. Um, as this, this, this year keeps going, we're in July now, almost August. Uh, by September, many of the negative forces will start losing their steam and um, they will not be able to control things as they have in the past. That's what I've been told. Um, a lot of negative entities are simply going to pass away or otherwise exit from this planet because Mother Earth doesn't want them here anymore. And there are powerful forces against them staying. No matter what they do, no matter how many wars they create in Ukraine, no matter how much havoc and problems they cause in the United States and Canada, Australia, Japan, uh, the United Kingdom, France, South, Central, South America, anywhere in the world, um, they're not going to be successful, period because it is our destiny to create a beautiful and happy planet. This is what um, uh, John F. Kennedy wanted to do, had to be allowed to, to continue to be president or allowed to finish off his term. He would have been elected 
reelected for a second term, and then his brother, Robert F. Kennedy, would become would have become the next president to serve for two terms as well, and we would have been a whole new uh, country and a whole new planet in the fifth dimension. And this would have all happened in the late 60s and early 1970s. There would have been no Vietnam War. There would have been no conflict at all. Uh, right now, we've been living in, in harmony and peace and longevity of hu most humans on this planet would have easily reached 300 uh, all the way to 400 years um, uh, per, per person. Um, we would be communicating telepathically um, uh, we would still have written languages, and of course, we'd have cultural differences around the planet, but most people would be communicating telepathically, and we would not have the need for written language as much as we do now. If we had ascended back then and President Kennedy had lived, uh, we would have free energy, um, and with the increase in longevity of humans, most diseases would have been eliminated on this planet, because guess what? When you go into the fifth dimension, as we're going into the fifth dimension now, all diseases, most diseases will be completely eliminated because if you look at the word disease, it means dis-ease. It me it's tied to the third dimension of a dis-ease, of, of, uh, of problems. of, uh, And so that will be going away by the wayside. So we have a incredibly bright, beautiful future ahead of us. And um, when you see people on the street or if you get into an argument with someone Always remember that all of us have the spark of God within us. So if you argue and fight with each other, um, you're basically arguing and fighting with yourself because we all have that that spark, that beauty with, with within all of us. And uh, the light is always stronger than the dark. So even though the negatives took over the election in 2020 and installed uh, the fake, fake president, uh, who's some question whether he's even alive. We've got a bunch of uh, people with masks on and actors, including Jim Carrey playing his part. Um, this, this charade, this Shakespearean play cannot last much longer, my friends. And it's true. It's also true in Canada, too. I don't see Trudeau lasting much longer. <clears throat> in many countries around the world, people are standing up and they're wanting a, a new government. In Holland, just last week, the Dutch government fell and their attempts to, uh, to confiscate 3,000 farms, the 3,000 farms of the Dutch farmers completely failed. So they weren't able to do that. That was an inspired by the negatives to control our food supply. And it's based on history because in the 1930s, to force people to accept communism in the then Soviet Union, Stalin starved people to death. And, they, and he said, oh, I'm not going to give you, let you eat any food or, or grow any food until you accept communism, in which people did eventually after being forced to do so. It's not going to happen in the rest of the world because people don't want it. They just don't want it. And so, but people all have to take a stand on this. We cannot expect anybody else to do the work for us. We have to do it on ourselves. All of us um, signed up for this, for this moment in human history. And um, all of us, believe it or not, were at one time close to the hand of God in the 10th and 11th dimensions. There are 12 dimensions in this, in this, on this planet, in this universe. We are currently shifting from third to fourth. And by the end of this year, we'll be in the fifth dimension. Fifth dimension means you won't be able, you won't need to eat as much. You'll communicate telepathically. Um, people um, who try to hide something from someone else won't be able to do it because you'll be able just to read their minds. Um, for criminals, they they will not be able to commit any crimes because 
if a criminal, let's say they steal something or does something bad to somebody, if they're in a courtroom, all the judge needs to do or a prosecutor just look at the person. They'll be able to read their minds and the end of the story. <laughs> so they won't be able to, to get away with anything, but it'll be a time of total truth. I had a wonderful uh, astrologist on my radio show years ago back in um, 2014, in um, May of 2014, named Susan Miller from New York City. And one of the things, you know, sometimes people say things and they and you always remember it. And she said something I've always remembered since that time was that uh, nine years ago, she said that um, that this was a time of truth, that things that are true will be shown to be true. And those that are false will be shown to be false and then fall by the wayside. So this is a time of truth. We've entered into that time of truth. And no matter how many uh, fake Joe Bidens, they the the uh, negatives prance out on the stage and and uh, how many latex uh, masks they give him or whatever. It's all fake. You know, it's fake. People know it's fake, you, you know, um, and he's going by the wayside very, very soon. But people, but people, we need to do it on our own. And that goes through no matter where you are in the world. Um, uh, the Chinese government is going to be radically changed during this, this, this period. And one of the interesting things I looked at um, yesterday when I was doing some time travel remote viewing, uh, the Chinese military has not taken the jab. Um, so they're largely unaffected by it, but um, a good portion, over 50% of the military forces are clones. And <clears throat> within two years, at the vibrations, as the vibrations of planet Earth keep rising, clones will not be able to live on this planet and they will pass away because the vibrations will be too high. They've, they've been cloned and made for one purpose at a specific wavelength and in the third dimension as we go into the fifth they're not going to be able to stand it so you're going to see most of the um about 75 percent of the chinese military disintegrate and that's because most of it is clones with that i don't care what kind of weapons or power uh, nuclear powers or bombs they have it won't be able to be used as a deterrent a lot of the militaries of the planet will be decreasing um, in strength, um, either because their weapons will not be able to be usable or their personnel will be gone. And that's a good thing, because in the future, we won't need to have the militaries that we do know in the police forces, because people will know how to act. They will be tied into the inner God within all of them. And so there won't be the fighting and conflict that, that we have today. And frankly, I'm, I'm looking for it. I'm pretty tired of third dimension. I've been here 52,000 years. I came from the Pleiades at the time. And I had volunteered to help uh, humanity with the ascension. And now that we're, we're in the middle of it now, I can't wait um, for it to proceed. Uh, the purpose of the show is to help people with the ascension and to inspire people to do their best to create a beautiful new world. And we're all doing it, my friends. So every day, look for the best things in life. Um, as Dr. Omoto used to say, if you, say, if you have a glass of water um, and, or coffee, and instead of being half full, look at it as being half empty. Okay, always look on the positive side of things because that brings in the, the best the best energies. Um, and um, if people are interested, I have a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to talk to the other side. I've been in, uh, psychic in touch with the other side for about 30 years now. I come from a psychic family where it was normal to talk to um, uh, benevolent um uh, benevolent souls on, and angels on the other side, as well as uh, um, uh, benevolent extraterrestrials. I've been talking to the Pleiadians since 
76 or 77 when I, when I was at UC Berkeley. Um, so um, many of us are from the Pleiades here. They're humans just like us, except they exist in the fifth dimension. Um, and they went through all the same kind of crap, a similar kind of crap we're going through now. They had a big civil war um, on, on their, um, in their civilization about 52,000 years ago. That's when I came here. And um, they, they used nuclear technology and 64 million um, people died among the Pleiadians. Many died needlessly. Um, they're hoping that we don't have to go through that same kind of hard lesson to to get along with one another um they they learned back 52,000 years ago after a nuclear war they learned the hard way how to clean up radiation from a nuclear bomb or a nuclear explosion and they had that technology now it's it's very simple old technology the reptilians have it too and the reptilians hoped by giving uh, adolf hitler um the atomic technology back in 1936 by giving the atomic technology to my friend Albert Einstein and the scientists working in the Manhattan Project, including J. Robert Oppenheimer and Roosevelt in the 40s, that we would blow ourselves up. That's what they were hoping for. And once we blew ourselves up, then they would take over the planet, come in and clean it up, and they'd have a great planet to, to have, right? That's been their goal for at least 500,000 years. That's why there was a tremendous uh, nuclear war between the reptilians and the and and um, and the Galactic Alliance uh, back back then, uh, the Galactic Alliance did win it, uh, did win that war, um, but there's been like a Cold War going on um, ever since. And people should realize, too, there's lots of civilizations beneath the surface of this planet. Um, Lowell Johnson's um, video, 26-minute uh, video, shows you pictures of different civilizations beneath the surface of this Earth. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? They are living, uh, they are tens of thousands of years ahead of us technologically and spiritually, and we can learn a lot from them. And they're beautiful people. They are people, the humans like us, except they're just in the higher dimension. That's all. And that's what we're headed for, too. Um, the purpose of, of all, the earth itself is like a big school, a spiritual school, where we're all here to learn lessons. And um, we're here for a reason. We all chose to be here. So if you complain, if you, I know some people complain about living here on planet Earth, but we chose to be here. This was your choice. And um, to experience this, there's, there's uh, no, no place else like it in this universe to experience the kind of spiritual lessons that people can experience here on this planet. So look, look at every day as a gift from God to, to help yourself and help your family and your friends. Every day has a lesson, often has a lesson to it. Um, and the people you meet, you often have known them before. If you get a gut feeling in your heart that you've known this person before, you might have been, you might have been part of your family. They might have been married to them. You might have had families with them. You might go back thousands and thousands of years. You might um, be from the same planetary star system. Everyone here is from somewhere else. Most people are from the Pleiades, but they're also from other star systems as well. In the Galactic Alliance, their, um, their formal name is the Galactic Alliance of Interdimensional Free Worlds. They actually have 450 million planets, 7 trillion souls within their group. And this is, they exist in one third of the Milky Way galaxy. So there's other groups and other parts of this galaxy and other parts of this universe, which is, which are really vast. This is a huge, huge universe my friends and there's six more of them out there i've seen them 
Um, uh, one of the things uh, Professor Einstein urged me to do is to, if you ever have questions about the number of planets and the, and the number of, of uh, living souls out there, take a walk on the beach, one with fine green sand, and look down on the beach. Each one of those little pieces of sand is, is one of the living souls out in this universe. And there are so many, you can't even count them all. And that's the kind of world we live in, the kind of universe we live in. And each person has a soul. I help people find their soul purpose. Uh, it took me, uh, wow, 50 odd years to find my soul purpose. But once I did, the rest was relatively easy. I had been living in Atlantis um, 12,500 years ago. I was, I was a priest in the temple then. And uh, I wanted to um, help humanity um, and stop the, um, stop the madness toward uh, war back then, or the Atlantean. There was, a, there was an Atlantean elite of, of military and civilian leaders who wanted to control the planet and blow it up. And they ended up blowing the whole place up. And I wanted to stop that. I failed back then. Many of us failed back then, but we're back again now. And this time we're going to be successful in turning things around. Not everyone wants to go to ascension. Not everyone wants to create a new earth, um, but uh, most people do. And for them, there's a beautiful new world awaiting for all of them. Um, if you're just waking up now, if you're new to my program, um, I have a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to talk to the other side, which is very interesting. If you like, you can sign up at www.outofthisworldreadings.com. That's outofthisworldreadings.com. Or if you have any questions or comments or suggestions on guests for the show, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at, at gmail.com. I'd be happy to answer it. I also have various spiritual trips during the year. Next year, I'll be going to um, Arkansas to look at the spiritual um, entrances to Atlantis, which should be very interesting. Arkansas is a beautiful state, as well as Machu Picchu in the spring. So if you'd like to come to Machu Picchu in Peru, please send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at, at gmail.com. Um, we are all powerful spiritual beings meant to create a better and happier planet. Once you realize your sole purpose, you can easily go, go through life and, and, and accomplish what you need to accomplish. Um, we all signed up to be here. It's, of all the planets in this universe, Earth is one of the hardest to affect any, any positive change. So if you're having a tough day, just remember that you signed up to come here. It's a free will choice. Um, and it's not, it's not easy here. It's not meant to be easy. If it, if it was easy, then um, everybody would ascend, would, wouldn't they? And we'd be all part of God. The ultimate the ultimate goal of ascension is to become one with the creator of the supreme being, the, um, the one who created um, all that there is. And we're, we're on our way. This is the furthest. Uh, this is the farthest uh, humanity has gotten in the time, 52,000 years that I've been here. And I think the earth is much, civilization is much older than that. Uh, but this is the farthest we've come as far as ascending into a higher dimensions. And the spirits are very proud of us. Um, Nostradamus is saying now he's here that in, in the book that Dolores Cannon wrote back in the um, late 1980s, it's called Conversations with Nostradamus. We have exceeded even his expectations. We're at least 15 to maybe even 20 years ahead of schedule um, from what he forecasted back then. So um, I want all of us to all, all remember that um, remain strong. If you need help, ask for it. This is a free will planet. 
Um, Ashtar, the Ashtar command will actually would be happy to help you too. Uh, beautiful, uh, beautiful person. Just put your hand on your heart. Do the hue. Hue. Do it three times. And the reason why, and ask for help, the reason I say three times, three, six, nine, twelve times is because Nikolai Tesla, in my conversations with him, said um, that three is the power of the universe. And so if you do something three, six, nine, twelve times, you repeat it. And it's, it's, a, it's a magical way to bring in, um, to bring in um, the, the forces and have you listen to them. As the, as the Bible says, God helps those who helps themselves. But you have to ask for help. Um, they're not going to uh, let us um, commit suicide um, annihilate ourselves. Um, um, this is the reason why back when Fukushima happened, Fukushima was a staged event done by the cabal. They placed a nuclear bomb at the Sea of Japan and blew it up, making it look like a, um, a uh, earthquake happened. And then they intentionally, the cabal, um, had a company that controlled the safety systems at the four nuclear reactors at, at Fukushima, and they let them, um, they let them, they let the water come in, and they wanted the four nuclear reactors to explode to cover the entire planet with radiation, so we all die. Didn't work because um, many of us asked for help, and the and the Pleiadians and the people, beautiful people of the Hollow Earth, Adama and Zora, uh, they all came in and, and uh, the end brothers and sisters and they cleaned up the radiation. There is some radiation left, by the way, at, at Fukushima, but it's manageable. Um, I've done prayers before for uh, to clean up the radiation. I did prayers with my friend, Dr. Libby out of Montana about a year and a half ago to clean up the radiation at Fukushima and we were able to reduce the amount of radiation just through our prayers about by about 90% using the te techniques from Dr. Emoto. And um, we can do the same today. We can do the same for the people who've taken the jab and are dead or who are dead or not can't bring them back from life, but for who are injured, we can we can help them. I have a um, a free remedy sheet of, of remedies. If you if you have been injured by the jab, just write me an email to out of this world eleven fifty at gmail.com. I'm happy to send it to you. Um, there are uh, remedies recommended by various uh, accomplished and well known medical doctors, including Dr. Lee Merritt, MD. Um, and some of them are free, and some of them are prayers from the hollow earth, from Zora in the hollow earth, and Adama, that can really help you. Uh, one of the prayers I do is uh, count down from five to one, and if you're a man, you say, from the God within me, and if you're a woman, you say, from the goddess within me, I ask the supreme being, the creator, to please heal me from, um, from the jab or from shedding, and I am now completely healed, and I know it to be true, and you say, I know it to be true with conviction and and snap your fingers, and that that does work. Um, Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported show, and so your donations are really appreciated. If you like, please go to my BBS website at https colon for, uh, forward slash BBS radio. That's boyboysamradio.com forward slash Out of This World Radio. Or you can go to my regular website at www.outofthisworldradio.com and a little PayPal button there or uh, Donate whatever you like. It's all appreciated. And uh, um, I broadcast on Saturdays from uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific time. And on every other Monday uh, from um, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Um, Pacific time in Vienna, Austria on Radio Soul International. And um, your support helps me um, with my work and keep me on the air here. Um, purpose of this show is to make this world a much better place. And I know that if we all work together together, we can and will create a much better 
and happier world. I think we're getting to the end of the program now, and I just want to thank you all so much for your beautiful support. If we all work together, um, I know we'll create a much better, happier world. We, by this time uh, next year, we we should be in five in five D, and um, the world will will be uh, very different. A lot of the conflicts we're happening now around the planet will be gone, um, and uh, we will starting our our way uh, to the ascension. And I can't wait. I've I've been here fifty two thousand years. It's a long time, and um, um, I love Earth. I love the people here. I love humanity. And I want to do everything I can to make this world uh, a better place. If you have any suggestions for the show or for guests or readings, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Or you can write me at um, outofthisworldradio at protonmail.com. I hope you all have a beautiful day. And I want to thank you again from my heart for listening today. Um, We're creating a better world, my friend, and we are in the process of ascension. If we all work together we have a beautiful plan and a beautiful future ahead of us. Thank you again so much for all your fantastic support. And Don and Doug, thank you again for all your support. Bye-bye, everyone. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.